What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 64. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Is here to kill. Oh, I didn't get the full thing. Well, it sounded like it sounded like Blessing Eddie Oye is here to kill, so that's fine. Yeah, you can make it. I mean, that too. That too. Yeah, that, you know, I feel like that was never what to expect from me on this I, I, I detect no lies. I detect no lies. Uh, Blessing, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm excellent, and I'm excited to have a third chair for this episode of PSI Whoa. Love You XOXO. It's none other than Christmas in April, Joey Noel. Hello. Hello, Joey. How are you? Good. This might be one of the few shows, like, might be the only show I haven't been on besides XCast. Wow. Well, we're yeah. happy to get you before Gary Witta tries to get you in there for something <laughs> stupid. You know what I mean? We're happy to have you here on PSI Love You XOXO. How have you been? I've been Good. Just been playing a lot of them Outriders this weekend. Yeah, you have. Hell yeah. What, who you, what's your class right now? What level are you? <laughs> I'm Pyromancer, and I yeah. think I'm 15. Very nice. Maybe Very 14. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're enjoying it? You're sticking with it? You're in? Yeah, I'm super in. It has a super fun loop. I feel like it's a game that a lot of people are playing, so it's a lo- it's easy to find a crew to roll with Yep. kind of at any point, and um, usually the people are better than me, so I just get carried through, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, the scaling's the interesting thing, and people either seem to love or hate it, but yeah, when I jumped into your game randomly or whatever, and I forget, mm-hmm. I was like level 15 to level 7 you were at, or 8 or whatever, and I was just yeah. fucking destroying everything in your world. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll go back to my game, and then you just texted me, like, thanks for helping beat the shit out of everything. I know, I was not doing well, so. So that was a nice little carry. Uh, I already told you. Of course, you're here today for a very specific reason. You're here to talk about Ratchet and Clank 2016. Of course, that was our uh, hashtag PS. We played this. We're ready to talk about that. But I've already told you that tomorrow we're recording the Kind of Funny Games cast, patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games to watch live. It is the Outriders review. We're going to have you dial into that to voice only. All right. Because we already got yeah. five cameras on there. We need all sorts <laughs> of stuff. Five. Yeah, that's right. Bless. It's a big one. It's have you. Like, have you announced who's on there? Who's on yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for I watching. I think this. I'm on there. We thanks for doing the three hour stream before we did this. You know what I mean? If you also <laughs> missed the announcement, me and Mike are going to beat the Outriders uh, story tonight, so no big deal. Uh, really? Yeah. The review for Gamescast is myself. It's you. It's Khalif Adams. It is two more people. Andy. Andy. And then. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Snow like Mike. That's right. Yeah, mm. there you go. That's the team. And now Joey Noel popping in to give her thoughts as well because everybody's playing Outriders, and I can't <laughs> wait to talk more about it. But. That's not what this is about right now, ladies and gentlemen. This is PSI Love You XOXO. Each and every week, Blessing and me and sometimes Joey get together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. You like that? So you head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you can write into the show with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reviews for the hashtag PS We Played This Games of the Month, and so much more, of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can get every episode of the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week. And, of course, you could be watching live as we record it, just like Nick Ashes, Josh G is, more Don pleases, and so many more. Thank you for your support. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames each and every week to get a brand spanking new episode of PSI Love You XOXO Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific time. YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around 
the globe. No matter where you get it, like, subscribe, share, leave a review. It really helps us out. If you're on YouTube, please kick, click the notification bell so you see when the videos go live. Portillo wants to get down. Hold on. The king? Aww. Did you kiss him or smell him just now? Kissed him. But, I mean, there's okay. a little bit of smell in there, too, when I do bad. that as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, had, we had quite the adventure last night, ladies and gentlemen. All right? So, as I don't expect either of you to know. I don't talk about it often. He has this abscess on his paw that comes Aww. back every few months and fills up with blood and pus, and then it'll pop. Mm. Last night, it popped on my arm. All right, no big deal. <laughs> Cleaned it up. Got him taken care of. No big deal. Three in the morning. No, or no Four in the morning, he's vomiting. I got to get him out of bed, put him on the ground so he can puke, take him outside. This little guy. He's not having a good 24 hours for the moment right now. Oh, poor oh no. Baby. But I digress. Uh, housekeeping for you. Uh, there's a new episode of The Blessing Show up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Of course, The Blessing Show is a video-only product for Kind of Funny. I think the only video-only product we, we do mode. now. Huh? We got party mode. The return. Damn. The momentary. I mean, return. I guess, yeah, the Rogers recap video <laughs> is fine. Rogers recap. And the yeah. Twitch streams, I guess, too. Uh, what is the most recent Blessing all about? Blessing. Yeah, it's all about Elden Ring and hype for Elden Ring. Uh, I had on Tamor Hussein and Imran Khan that everybody knows well. Uh, I basically talked to them about From Software, Souls, uh, the history of Souls, Demon Souls, Dark Souls. And I talked a bit about why me playing through Bloodborne and Sekiro had me super excited to get into Elden Ring when that finally releases someday. Fantastic. Go check it out. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games right now. It's up and ready for you. Uh, also up and ready for you on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games is the X cast. And normally I wouldn't tell you to go listen to that Xbox shit, but guess what? The show is coming to Xbox Game Pass. The play, PlayStation, uh, Sony San Diego's MLB The Show is coming to Xbox Game Pass because there are no rules anymore in 2021. Anything can happen. Just don't even try to make a prediction. So you can listen to, of course, the Xbox reaction to that. Uh, we'll get to our PlayStation side of the coin in just a little bit. For now, let's thank our Patreon producers at the Nanobiologist, a.k.a. Mick, Tom Bach, Elliot, James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Trent Berry, and Tyler Ross. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with Topic of the Show. That get you that's creepy out joey uh not creepy but definitely off kilter for sure <laughs> there's a reason the show isn't more popular we creep everyone out uh topic of the show is our book club which is of course now named hashtag ps we played this we are talking about ratchet and clank 2016 of course it was one of your free play for all uh games last month uh it got a patch for 60 frames a second and we said hey that's a great time for everybody to go replay it and get ready for rift apart uh if you don't know the stats and the tail of the tape on this one uh ratchet and clank 2016 came out april 12th 2016 here in the united states currently the metacritic is 85 and seeing as how it's been five years i don't think that metacritic's going to change but it's worth pointing out i <laughs> uh, uh, i like this uh, recap from game informer where i got an 8.25 from friend of the show andrew reiner Ratchet & Clank has always been a showpiece of next-gen technology. And while this entry's environments look a little retro, the detail in the characters and the explosion of bolts and gears are legitimate spectacles. The colors pop, the worlds feel more alien, and the heart of the adventure is right where it needs to be, with explosions and rockets lighting up the screen like a 4th of July fireworks celebration. When Ratchet's doing what he does best, parentheses blowing stuff up, this new experience sings its classic tune well. Joe, Anna, Noel. Yes. Is this your first time playing Ratchet and Clank 2016? <clears throat> uh, so I want to say I played through like the first world when it 
well, not when it came out because I didn't get my PlayStation until later that year, but like when I first got my PlayStation 4. But sure. this is my first time at least getting to the boss. I didn't finish it because that last boss not super I fun. saw you tweet of like, oh, this last <laughs> boss, not fun. Also, I'm not good at platformers, so I feel like that plays into it a lot of like, this is a lot for a game style that I don't normally play, but I really liked it. Um, so yeah, this is my first time like playing through 99% of it. Um, and what did you think? I really liked it. I thought it was fun. There are some things that do make it feel dated. I also For played sure. it before the patch came out, so I don't know ah. what things have changed and stuff. Um, but, like, the camera angles and stuff like that always pulling you back um, and, like, refocusing for you is, not, like, not my favorite. Um, but other than that, I thought it was really fun. It's funny to hear people talk about it when it came out because it just seems like, oh, yeah, it's, like, a PS4 game, and it's fine. But to hear people, like, marvel over the... A uh, showpiece of next-gen technology, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I didn't even think about playing it with that kind of a lens. Yeah, where it actually came out in the timeline and what it meant then. Mm -hmm. uh, Bless, what's your Ratchet and Clank, uh, Clank 2016 story? Or pedigree, yeah, I guess. This is my second time playing through Ratchet and Clank 2016. I originally played it when it first came out, and I really, really dug it uh, back then. And playing it again, I really, really dig it still. There, there are those things here and there where you, I, I kind of feel as far as like how 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 it plays today versus how it played five years ago. Like there are a few things where I'm like, okay, I can see how this kind of how this is kind of aged, and it's one of those things that you wouldn't think about necessarily automatically. Just thinking about Ratchet and Clank because I don't. I don't really think about PS4 games in the sense of aging and how long ago five years might have yeah. been. Um, but playing Ratchet and Clank today, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, there are things here and there that I could see. Um, but then, yeah, there's that. There's the fact that the, the game is a remake based on a game that's from 2002. And the fact that this game is a game based on a movie, all those things coming into play are things that playing it again this week... I kind of noticed those things a bit more and I can kind of point to like, a, oh, man, okay, this isn't necessarily a perfect game there are things here and there that I, I i wish could be better but also the fact that they're able to get this game to be as good as it is yeah. with all these caveats going into it it being a remake and it also being based on a movie really impressive and, and playing uh beating this game over the last week has me super excited to play through rift apart yeah i think you know that's the interesting thing of you know i remember in 2016 getting ratchet and clank and the run-up to it and then actually having it and these reviews and then actually playing and talking about it the conversation was always this game has no business being this good because if you remember it launched at a 39.99 price point it was a movie tie-in that it was oh so it's not a real ratchet and like no no it's a real ratchet blah, blah blah and we're talking about coming off of a crack in time which i thought was such a fantastic ratchet and clank game and had so many different mechanics in the way they did the story and all these different things expectations were so low for ratchet and clank 2016 that i really think it helped out but i think it's now this weird thing where going back to 2016 and again uh for my uh, thing i pro i for ratchet and clank 2016 i must have played through half of it because i especially trophy wise because i didn't pop anything for a while uh played through half of it at the time and then just fallen off and didn't come back and starting it up and playing it again it i was reminded of why i did that where for me it is that yeah it's had no business being as good as it is because i think the gameplay is awesome i think it's so much fun oh, to yeah. be playing it but it is that thing of like yeah the story which is them they're trying to do a very meta joke to it right of like cool there's a movie in theaters telling this entire story so we want you to go watch that movie and it's re it's you know the retelling slash rebooting of this whole thing so on top of that the game that's based so we're, there's a movie based on a game and now we have a game based on the movie based on the game so what we'll do is in the game 
have Quark tell his version of the events of the movie. And it's like, I get it, but I think it actually then holds it back in a way where it doesn't yeah. have that level of ratchet uh, TLC to it, right? What I think makes those games so endearing. It, it is very... There's a difference, I feel, of what you're playing and what you're seeing in cutscenes and how that actually comes together. And again, I think in 2016, when you weren't expecting anything out of this 40-buck game, it was able to be like, oh, cool, that's really rad. Whereas now, where I am so hyped for uh, Rift Apart, right, where I am ready to jump out there and see that experience and see what I think will be the true sequel to A Crack in Time with the crazy mechanics and the crazy spectacle and all that stuff, to come here was like, oh, like... This is so close to the experience I think a Rift Apart's going to be, but it's not here. Bust, yeah. am I wrong? Am I being unfair? No, I think I think you're right there. It was it was especially fascinating for me jumping into 2016 at the time because it was my first return to Ratchet and Clank in a long while. Like I hadn't really played a Ratchet and Clank game since Deadlocked on the PS2, and so jumping into Ratchet and Clank 2016, I like there are things here, and especially when you, when you talk about the story, when you talk about the game being based off of the movie, I think that's the thing that jumps out the most in terms of things that are kind of weird with the game because there are story beats that feel like, oh, where'd this come from? Or like there are very obvious moments in the game where they're pulling in scenes from the movie versus cut scenes that are made specifically for the game. And you can just tell because you they, they bring in like the black bars on the top and bottom to like give that movie widescreen. And also just the quality of the animation differs from the movie cutscenes to the actual in-game cutscenes in a way that feels jarring in moments but then also in ways that uh, story-wise made me go all right we're, like why is why is who why is dr nefarious here like what wait what happened to, to, to uh drek like especially for me playing i played the original ration clank uh multiple times right i played i played it on ps2 i played it when the remaster came to ps3 and it's been a while since i've actually played it but I remember it fairly well, considering it's been maybe like 10 years or so. And there are certain changes in 2016 that they made that I don't, I don't really understand aside from the from the part of, okay, this must be a movie change. This must be a thing that, or this character must come from later games. The Rangers must come, come, uh, come, on, um, come later on in the, in the series. Things here and there like that, that feel like, for me, jumping into 2016, how did we go, all right, where, where the fuck did these come from? Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you in terms of the it, the way that it's tethered to the movie, I think is very obvious and definitely uh, has me excited for Rift Apart and see like what they're able to do with it not having those same barriers. Yeah, this is all so interesting to hear because I knew that there was a movie. I had no idea it was tied into this game. And now this makes way more sense about like some of these some of these choices are weird and i don't understand mm -hmm. why we're watching this and so I, just <laughs> I just skipped through most of the story because i was like i watched probably like yeah the first world stuff and i was like nah, i don't really care about this i just want to keep playing so now this is all making way more sense kebab writes in, kebabs writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says ratchet is to me what ghostbusters is to greg so mm -hmm. i know it inside and out i've written up a four-page document on my thoughts on the game but don't worry to sum it up in one sentence, it's damned good, but it doesn't top the series best on PS2 and PS3. Uh, that said, I do have a question for you. How important is story in a Ratchet & Clank game? Everyone talks about how incredible Ratchet & Clank PS4 is, but the story is possibly the worst told in the franchise to me, leaving out huge chunks of character development and rushing over basic plot points. The story's been taking itself more seriously since PS3 days, but I've been hard-pressed to find anyone outside of the hardcore fan base who actually care about it. It's a great question, Kebabs. It filters into, I think, our main complaint, what we're going to get into with this game, is the fact that, for me, 
it's not that I want a lot of story out of Ratchet and Clank. It's not that I need all this stuff, but I know the dynamic. As somebody who played Ratchet and Clank on PS2 and PS3, like you know the dynamic between Ratchet and Clank, so I like them being friends. So obviously the movie is about them coming together. The game is about them coming together, even though the game is very much like, I'm Ratchet, I'm Clank. All right, cool, we're best friends. Now we never <laughs> have to reference this again or bond together. We just have it ready to go. And Quark and all these different things. I think it's that especially looking at now, five years later, talking about 2016 after just having played it, I think so much of it is, you talk about it, Kebabs, uh, you know, everyone talks about how incredible Ratchet and Clank on PS4 is. It is because, especially now in 60 frames per second, but back then, it looked so good, it played so good, and the levels had so much detail in them. I think that is what spoke to that game being amazing and people kind of forgetting completely about the story. Because again, as somebody who really dug a crack in time, I can't really tell you what the story was. And as somebody who played them on PS2, I don't remember what the I just remember them being fun and comical and having that in you know we always talk about how how many games are afraid to be funny and you don't see many comedy games right it's one of the reasons so many people are loving it takes two is that it's trying to be a romantic comedy and succeeding I think Ratchet always had that humor in it and from these like cartoony characters like Quark and the interactions between them and the references to the the guns and you know the different weapons you're using but here that just doesn't make it it doesn't make it to the final transition I don't think yeah, that's like one of my things. Like, I I come to Ratchet and Clank more so for the personalities of the characters rather than the actual story. Sure, there there are things they changed in the story in Ratchet and Clank 2016 that I'm like, all right, weird choices. I assume they're because of the movie, but also like I don't care too much about it. Like I wasn't that connected to Drek. I wasn't that connected to certain characters that were treated treated certain ways. What I am connected to are the characters' personalities. I love Quark from the the 2002 game. I love Ratchet and I love Clank. And if I had if I one of my very few complaints about the game is that it I don't know what it is, but something about Ratchet and Clank's relationship in 2016 doesn't strike me as interesting or dynamic or as fun as in previous games and i don't know if that is a it's because it's just not fleshed out like yeah, i think that's the that's biggest it. thing he crashes i'm clank i'm ratchet and it's like they have like one or two little jokes of like clank not understanding a handshake right but outside of that it's just like cool we're, we're ratchet and clank again we're just being ratchet and clank but also not having those thanks buddy awesome thing you know like crazy moments together yeah, and Quark, I absolutely, I, I think Quark holds the same energy in this game that he has in previous games. I really love Quark in this game, and I love so many of the side characters. But I think it's the same thing where you get introduced to certain characters, they're there for a scene, and then they peace out, or they're there for maybe a second scene, and then they they peace out again. And it feels like in this game there are only there are, there are a few characters who feel like their personalities really shine, and then you have things here and there like Mr. Zircon or like fun little bits. Mr. Zircon, that, come on, that continue that that continue to shine through, but. It's it's a bit more few and far between in this game. Yeah, but yeah I yeah. love Mr. Zircon. I so this is the first time I've ever played a Ratchet and Clank game. So I have wow. like zero attachment to anything Ratchet and Clank. So pretty much this game had like a very short window at the beginning of like, is this gonna be a game that I just like the gameplay of, or is this gonna be a game that I'm also invested in the story of? And that didn't really quite hit for me. Uh so I just kind of I didn't have garner like a huge relationship with any of these characters throughout this but after watching the new the rift apart trailer it's like i do i am it's like it is fun and exciting to see like what they're gonna do and i'm a little bit more invested in that story and i also want to give kebabs a uh, shout out because i used the guide and i saw you the ign guide and i saw his name as the contributor awesome. so oh, that's awesome. thank you for helping me get a bunch of those gold bolts yeah right and i think you know we're obviously starting from a place that 
is with most criticism the thing that you didn't stick with or you didn't like about it right i think you know negatives always shine through i think a little bit easier than positives especially for something we're coming back to that i think universally like oh ratchet like ps4 a great game and it's that weird thing of like i finish it and i still think it's a great game even though i'm complaining about the story right because i do think the moment-to-moment gameplay is so good but oh, yeah. for who i am and what I think 2016 is, I can totally see why I didn't finish it the first time around. Because we're talking about it, and it is, well, the story is whatever. It's just fun to play. And, of course, yes, it is. I 100% get that. But it's also that I can see where I would fall off of that. There's no, nothing pulling me through anymore. It's just me going and you know blowing stuff up and getting bolts and getting the next weapon or upgrading the next weapon. When my complaint with previous ratchets and... Again, this is just a Greg Miller problem, probably, is that I love to get invested in one weapon. I love to have I love to max out one weapon and have it ready to be, you know, the weapon I use in a game, not just Ratchet and Clank. And Ratchet, of course, doesn't allow you to do that. Like you can, you can invest your points into the gun you want, right? I was doing for the pyro, uh, not the pyro flamethrower, the one that shoots like the little fu- the fireballs Buster. or whatever. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and that's great, but eventually in every fight, right, you're gonna run out of ammo for your main gun and you have to start using yeah. everything and going for it. And so I can see where I'd be like, oh, well, you know, I don't feel like doing this and put it down because that almost happened again here where me and Blessing were talking about this in the run up to it. When they announced the 60 frames a second patch, we finally talked about it. Just like, man, it sucks. That's happening in April. And our book club thing is happening <laughs> uh, before then. <laughs> we'll need to have played it. Like what you know, are you And the Blessing was like, I don't think I'm going to have time to finish it. We have Outriders. I'm going to have Disco Elysium. This is happening. I'm like, I'm in a very similar boat, yada, yada, yada. And then they pushed the patch early. And I went and played it that night, and I was like, "All right, I gotta fucking finish this because yeah. yeah. it is a it is gorgeous at sixty frames a second. Oh my god, it's so smooth. Yeah, like I did, I did not on Friday. I think I was talking to you, and I was like, or maybe it was Saturday. Even I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna have. Yeah, you have were very much, very much like I'm not gonna make this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna finish this game by by Monday. And I went back to it, started playing some more, and I was like, "Fuck, man, this game is so fun to play." You know, you mentioned not, wanting to invest all in one weapon, but the game will will inevitably force you force you into using other weapons. That's maybe my one of my favorite things about the gameplay is the fact that if you there's there's a, a tweet i posted that is compressed to hell by twitter which upsets me <laughs> but uh it was me toward in one of the levels toward the end of the game and they hit you with swarms and swarms of enemies and basically in the way that the game works right like you press triangle to uh go to your weapon wheel which pauses the action you switch your weapon and then you can kind of you can do that as much as you want and the in the way that I was playing in that one moment where I had all these enemies enemies around me, I was using my combustor, paused, switched to my um I can never remember what it's called, but the ball that does like the beams. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're doing it as it happens, yeah, 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 as it happens. I'm switching and I use I switch to the glove of doom, throw it out, switch to Mr. Zarkon, bust him out, switch back to my combustor, mm-hmm. and there are like four to five weapons that are at play here that are yeah. making this action go wild, and you can see that Twitter has compressed it to hell, but in 60 FPS. Oh my god, that was it. That was an experience, uh, and I like that. That pretty much characterized the, the the final levels of the game when things started to ramp up a lot. And it's funny because toward the beginning of the game, I found myself struggling a little bit in the first and second level because you only have like one or two weapons that you're rocking. And mm. I was streaming it, and I was dying multiple times in like this in level two. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't I don't remember Ratchet and Clank being this hard. But when the game shines is when you have multiple weapons that you can that, yeah. that you can bust out. Um like about around maybe like a third to half of them are passive weapons that work on their own that you just throw out. And it yeah. creates this this beautiful um 
just like flow of all this stuff happening on screen and it, it almost feels like a housemark like resogun game or a housemark arcade game in the way that it plays and i absolutely adore that it's funny to see that clip of you because i saw you when you posted it and i'm very much like greg where i'm like i have one weapon that i like and that's how I, that's what i'm gonna play with as long as i can until i'm forced to switch something so then to yeah. see you play and swap around and use them all at the same time i was like oh that's how you're supposed to play this game maybe this is why i kept dying so much at the end uh so maybe i'll give that last boss another shot and change oh and that's the that's that speaks to something i think about it as well that isn't a, a turnoff necessarily, but something that's interesting. And it's interesting for when it came out in 2016. And I definitely think it's interesting to look then for a post God of War uh, 2018 world for PlayStation, let alone, you know, uh, a PlayStation 5 Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart about to drop uh, this year. And it's the fact that playing Ratchet and Clank 2016, it feels like you remember the PS2 games playing, or at least for me, or you know what I mean, the classic Ratchet and Clank's playing. And I know that there's been a bevy of improvements and so on and so forth. I mean, leveling up you know, the guns is something that's been happening for a while, but not the entire series. But it is that idea, similar to what you're talking about, Blessing, of it looks like an open world game. It looks like something you can you can run and do whatever, but there is a, a rhythm to this. And it, the enemies that are shooting you, even when they're getting you right, it's because you're not jumping in the right spot or going the right direction, mm -hmm. right? And like that was the thing for uh, so many of the fights I got into that I found difficult in the front. It was it, it was the ones that stand out to me are the ones where I wear the jetpack because I wasn't yeah. playing it the way they wanted me to use the jetpack. I was very much flying up to that level and shooting you in your face or strafing <laughs> around when it was like, oh wait, as soon as I would break my mind of that and fly way high or way low, especially in the boss battle you're talking about, Joey, at the very end, right? That was almost a game breaker for me where it was like suddenly the boss could not get up or couldn't keep up with you maybe it's mm. by design but it is that very classic sense of battle where the boss is going to do this one thing that your villain is going to do this or your enemy is going to do this one thing and you just have to get around it and once you get around it it's like when you know when you watch somebody who's really good at bloodborne go right of like if you know the boss and you know what you're supposed to do it's easy to roll through and get whatever you need out of them get out of there but it's yeah. so classic. I wonder what Rift Apart is going to be like on that because so much has happened since then in games. Yeah, there's a, there's a certain stiffness. Like when I talk about the game feeling like it's aged in the last five years, I think there's a certain stiffness to how it feels, especially when you get hit and it staggers you a little bit. Yeah. That it, like the way that Ratchet kind of uh, uh, gets hit back and then like pauses for a second and you get back into the action, that doesn't feel like a 2021 game. Like it does feel like something that you know might might feel more 2016 or might feel feel like something that was made in 2016 that's remaking something from 2002 like yeah, i was yeah. talking to you on uh saturday when we were playing outriders and i, I mentioned that uh man i wish this game had a dash you know i feel like that yeah. would add so much to it because i think the way in which like, mechanics and stuff have kind of evolved and gotten more standardized like this feels 1000 percent like a game that sh that should either have a dodge roll or a dash and i don't know if it's because i'm playing it at the same time as outriders but i kept wanting to press <laughs> circle so i could get out of the way and circle and ratchet is just another shoot button uh and so i kind of had to make that adjustment of okay i have to jump around if i press l2 to aim and then also press x that'll let me do like my my side flip which is probably the most ideal way of dodging bullets and getting out of the way but doesn't feel as natural when you're playing a game today. Um, the way you said stiff, I think, makes the most sense, right? Yeah. I mean, whether you're talking about stagger or whatever, but also just the way you move, the way they move, the way they shoot, because it was that thing of once I learned how an enemy would attack, you see them come up again. I was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to do this or strafe this way or shoot from way back and figure it out that way. Or like even when you use the uh, the flamethrower, right? 
and like the weird controls yeah. that you have to adjust to with the the flamethrower like yeah going yeah. back to that because I, I i turned it on for a couple of times this last week um and that was one that stood out to me of like man like when i first played this five years ago i i, I didn't get this feeling um yeah 100 so one of the things that like did not age well how do you guys feel about the selection of weapons? Because for me, I love, I love, love, love so many of the weapons in this game. The one that they start you off with, the combustor, I, I was just like, man, you couldn't give me any better gun than this. Every that was the I one that, that I leveled I up. Like, that on, was the man. one I, I got it. And I started investing and I'm like, this is the gun I want to use on everything. And so by the end when I can't, or well, not when you can't, but when you get out of it, I was like, Ugh. and that was my thing where I think I forgot, like we're talking about, of how, to, how Ratchet games are going to play for most of the game. And the game let me. So by the time I got to the end, and it was, you know, my, my usual thing in the heat of battle is toss out a Mr. Zircon, because I fucking love Mr. Zircon. It's the yep. best video game weapon of all time. And then, yeah, have the combustor. And it's, you know, multi, it's maxed out all the way, so it's shooting out the three bolts at any time and going. And then once that would run out, I'd drop over to the buzzsaw gun, right, and start shooting that out. And when that would go, I'd go to the grenades. And then once those were out, that's when I was, I always kind of felt like, fuck, uh you know yeah. what i mean like this is like okay cool yeah. i can use the pixel shotgun but like i don't love that and i'm not sure how much damage it's doing or stop if that's is that a passive thing or whatever uh, i i got glove of doom super late so i only really use that in the final like boss fights to clear ads or like to clear those stupid fucking mines and that final boss fight joey where you're flying around oh. fucking fighting them and you try to land to get something you get sucked in by those magnet bombs oh, or whatever yeah, like, oh my god it's so, so, so fucking frustrating fun. Yeah, I was using a lot of the grenades and stuff like that, and I knew that things would get bad when all I had left was, like, the disco dancing one. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah, well, this is not doing anything, and that's always when I knew, like, oh, maybe I should just die and start this over, because I feel like that happened a lot. I like the blade one, too, a lot. Yeah, yeah, the bus all was good. Interesting. Mm -hmm. see, 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 I didn't like the the buzzsaw one. I usually my go tos were uh, the protoclast, which is the big ball you throw out that has yeah. like the oh, the blast that, that fire out of yeah. it. I use that all the time because that was so great for area of effect. Whenever you would have small enemies yeah. coming towards you, especially when Basically, you upgrade it, like it becomes like, oh, super yeah. OP when you uh, like, like invest you, into it. You put it down and nothing can come in your in your vicinity, and it's great. And then then also the pixelizer I used almost religiously. That was like my go to mm -hmm. weapon. It feels like almost like a shotgun, but it has long range to it, especially when you level it up. That that for me was the weapon I used nonstop. And see, I think right there, what's interesting about the two weapons you're you, you're using that I never did is that I and you keep saying oh yeah not, well you, it gets op when you level it up. That was the problem is I feel like I unlocked those so late and went and tried them out and I was like oh well. I only have like three more things I need in these other guns I've been using. So I'm going to invest those there, which means my sheepinator like never got out of the yeah. basement. Right. Like, that, was yeah, all, that's that, was gun I... that, that was the thing that was frustrating because the sheepinator was my last weapon that I got towards the end of the game because you get it in, in one of the last levels. And at yeah. that point, it's like I can't upgrade this thing unless I do new game plus, yeah, which feels weird in terms of the flow of the game. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and again, that's put there, and I think in a very classical way of like, cool, you bought this game and you're gonna play it over and over again, right? Like you're, you're gonna be drawn back through to go through and now for you know go for a platinum, but like go back through it and play it again and get your money and times worth out of it. And so I get that, but yeah, it was it just fell into a rhythm of like, all right, cool. I've already started investing in these other things, and I want the most powerful stuff I can have by the time we get there. Yeah, I was trying to like spread out my points and trying to upgrade things so they're all like the same percentages throughout the game. And then I got halfway through, I was like, oh, I'm just dumping points into stuff that I'm not using. So then I just started dumping them into all the weapons that I actually did like. But 
yeah, I don't know that I'll go back. Maybe I'll go back and finish the boss. But you're right I, there, right? I, I feel know. like you. I mean, I, I, I'm with you, of course. Yourself, Joster. I understand it, but it was like, yeah. I got it, outriders it, now, though. BNAC. BNAC <laughs> 2. BNAC 2 wrote into patreon.com slash games and said, this was my first Ratchet and Clank game. Going in, I really felt like I was missing something. I know, I know it has a tie-in with a movie and is a reboot of the series, so I felt out of the loop. I pushed on past that fact, and in the beginning, it was a real chill game to come home to after a long day of work and relax, but... Oh boy, when I hit those final world, were, worlds, my joy for the game came crashing. The amount of enemies that, that they throw at you was absolutely absurd and made me want to rage at times. All in all, I thought the game looked great for its age, with a few exceptions of frame rate drops when, to many, when too many things uh, were on the screen. But when I was able to get a PS5, or when I am able to get a PS5, I will definitely be interested in picking up the next Ratchet and Clank. Wow. And again, I think it's that interesting thing. I, I, I really appreciate being acting like I've, you know, my first time playing a Ratchet game and then talking about being out of loop when it comes to the story. But then I also think, as I said earlier, right, like uh, me starting it and playing it and like kind of forgetting what a Ratchet game is going to be like. I'm like, oh, right. I have to use every weapon. I have to be out there because it will. If you experiment, you'll find these things that are going to work with area of effect. They're going to do something different. Yeah, it's fun to hear people talk about them jumping into Ratchet for the first time with, with uh, in this game. And getting a gauge of what their interest in the story is because i think that i realized the second time around is a big thing that is pulling me through the game uh is basically my connection to the original game like mm-hmm. I, I remember in 2016 my first time playing through ratchet and clank with each new level i remember having the feeling of oh yeah i remember this this level from tw- from the 2002 game oh shit i remember doing the grind rail stuff oh man i remember, I remember the gravity boots and all this shit well there's and- th- there's that great joke in the very beginning when you run into that guy in the world one right and he's like mm-hmm. well see it see what see see you next see you in the next reboot or whatever yeah. like he like yeah. they're making the meta joke right i've already that they're retelling the story yeah <laughs> and this time around i kind of had the same thing where i would get to a new level and i'd be like oh yeah i remember doing this in the original game Mm -hmm. and i never thought about the fact that for people who might not have that same affection for the original game or might not not have played the original game at all jumping into this game might not feel as exciting or as interesting because the story by itself in this this version of the game it's serviceable, but I don't. I don't think it's amazing. Like I don't. Think it doesn't. It's it does not. As we talked about earlier in one of the questions, right? Like it does not hit. It does not say, "Hey, this is what makes Ratchet's story special. This is what makes these characters special." It can. Exactly. It gives you a glimpse of the weapons and the gameplay, and like, okay, you get all of that. But I don't think it hooks you in the way of like, oh yeah, this yeah. is what Ratchet and Clank is, and why it's like a storied franchise for PlayStation. Yeah, the the 2016 yeah, that- one was uh, my first Ratchet game too, um, and. Yeah, it, it it was one of those things where yeah, I I didn't really care about the story, but I I loved the interactions between each characters. Like when you're playing throughout the game, uh, throughout the levels and stuff, and you're kind of getting like back and forths and like uh, commentary from like uh like the the mayor in one city uh and, and sure. stuff like that. Uh, that was the stuff that I I liked was like kind of like exploring the world uh and mm-hmm. each planet and stuff like that. And that's what that was what really caught me. Um, for and, for my first and again, pleasure. I think. I think it nails all that stuff, right? Where, yeah, for me, you know, playing through it and, you know, walking into a room like, wait a second, you go around that corner and you find a gold bolt or you find something mm-hmm. to smash or just the idea, you know, going through and finding new crates to smash to get more bolts. The, you know, they do so a many... Lego game kind of thing. Totally. And they oh, do it yeah. so well, right, of so many times you going down a hallway and there's like a graded window and you see the gold boat, the bolt in the distance. You're like, ah, oh, 
I can't get it right now. I don't know how it wants me to get it, but I will. Like that happened early on with one of the clank missions infiltrating uh, HQ or whatever. Maybe even leaving it, seeing one, and then towards the very end on the final run when you when I came back with Ratchet and had the uh, jetpack or whatever and was able to scoot over there and get it. Through, I was like, oh man, that's like I forgot all about this bolt, but I saw it there and I was able to go back and get it. Like the level design's masterclass. Like I think that's you can't. Yeah, you know, a, a critique hung I, up on. a critique I do have with this though, and it kind of piggybacks. Piggybacks off of both what um, Barrett just said and what you just said, Greg, is the ways in which they use the characters feel uh, tethered to ba- to the 2002 game, where mm-hmm. you meet Skid McMarks and Skid McMarks is like this fun, uh, goofy character, but you only meet him like once or twice. Like same with uh, 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 like I forget their names, but they're characters that are basically I guess twins or brothers or whatever. Uh, and they made they made the joke of like you're uncanny or whatever. Like you, the you you look just like your brother. Couldn't tell if that. Oh was yeah, a joke the dude who runs the garage and then his brother. This you like the island world that you help with. Yeah, yeah. In that in that moment, I was like, is this a joke? Because he doesn't look like his, his brother, or does he look exactly like his brother? I couldn't tell you what the joke was because <laughs> I already forgot what his brother looked like by the time I got there. But like those are char- those characters come few and far between, and you don't meet. I don't feel like you meet the characters enough in the world sure. especially the characters that that i that i feel like are super funny like you get Quir- uh, captain quark all the time but even drex as one of the main main villains i feel like comes through super late and in the original game i remember i remember drek being there way more like i want to say when you get the infobots drek was there at like every other one uh and you you were getting more and more info on him as the game would go but in this game they kind of introduced drek as this main villain and then replace him a little bit after and you feel, I feel like they discard characters very freely in this one. Again, like I think you're nailing one of the game's like problem at its core is the fact that not only is it trying to hang its hat on, hey, you probably already played this and know it's a reboot. It's also trying to hang its hat on a movie. And so you do, again, back to the no business being this good idea where it was like, this was a movie tie-in game to a movie nobody really was super excited about and then came out and nobody saw. <laughs> I remember, you know, we didn't even fucking, I didn't even see this thing. Nobody kind of funny saw yeah. this thing. A PlayStation I, I, movie dropped. We're like, no, the, we're playing, playing the 2002 game back in the day, I remember at the time being like, oh man, I'll love a Ratchet & Clank DreamWorks <laughs> movie or Pixar movie or whatever. And yeah. the movie came out and I didn't watch it. I was just like, no, <laughs> look yeah. at the reviews. I'm not watching this thing. And so that's the thing is like, I think you, I get it because they're trying to do something different but same right where it's like how many times growing up did we play the movie tie into a game or i'm sorry a movie the, a game a movie tie-in game and yeah. you'd play it be like oh i'm doing the exact same thing that the movie did this is boring i know how it's going to end and so for them to come in and be like how do we spin that on its head and do something different with it oh well you've it's going to be a companion piece right you'll have seen the movie you'll come or you're a fan of the 2002 and you're coming but like they did this. They made a, a bet here that I think works better in twenty or yeah, worked better in twenty sixteen than it does now. Even where we're more removed, everybody just remembers the gameplay of it, not necessarily the story of it. And again, mm-hmm. it's why this game for all and again that I enjoyed, that I had fun with, and I'm glad I saw through. It's why this game makes me so excited for Rift Apart because oh, it yeah. is Rift Apart. Hey, cool, we're fucking Insomniac. Here's a Ratchet and Clank game. That's the game that's going to stand on its own and tell you the story and do what you want to do all the things we love doing with these characters. Yeah, I watched a trailer for Rift Apart right before this episode just to, to remind myself. Now that I've played Ratchet and Clank again, remind myself how Rift Apart looks at least in the trailers compared to the original. And man, it looks insane. Like it looks otherworldly seeing, seeing the gameplay, and it's that thing of. 
you know, I, I'm, I'm mentioning earlier that there, it feels like the game's aged in the last five years, but then also it feels like the game is definitely a remake of a 2002 game. Even from the get-go where you're playing as Clank and you're running from one of the big robots, it's like swinging at you, and that happens a few times in the game. Yeah. The first time that happened, I was like, is this in slow motion? Something about Are we this running feels, at the camera? Yeah. Is that really what yeah. we're doing right now? Like something All about right. this feels off. Like this is supposed to be a set piece, but it does not feel like a set piece, you know, the way totally. that I think of a set piece today. And in Rift Apart, I'm not expecting that, right? Like in Rift Apart, I'm expecting if they do that same thing i'm expecting it to be way more dynamic i'm expecting there to be way more uh like i don't like items falling all all, all around the place i'm expecting more like quickness in terms of like the way the the the, um the npc like waves his hammer whatever he's 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 waving at you and and and, like i I expect the speed of it to be way quicker than what we got because in this game in 2016 it just feels so sluggish and slow and old at this point Fair enough, yeah. And I think one. Well, this is one I wanted to uh, tie in, jumping off of that, right? Parker Beagle wrote into patreon.com slash games, just like you can, and says, I'm replaying through Ratchet and Clank 2016 on my PS5, and I'm into it, dot, 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 but it's just not the same as Ratchet and Clank 2002 on the PS2. I feel like the 2016 version is somewhat childish. I see uh, what they're trying to do with the movie tie-in, and it is an absolutely beautiful game, but it just doesn't hit the same. Is this because of my childhood nostalgia? I was like 10 when I played the OG game. Or is the PS2 version really that good? Up Your Arsenal, Deadlocked, and Beyond, Beyond, uh, became more and more innovative, and I feel like the new Ratchet is just reskinned, prettier, and kind of childish. I almost feel bad saying it, but what does kind of funny think, right? Like, childish, I think, carries with it a connotation of it like being, it's a kid's game or whatever, and as Joey's talking about, as I'm talking about <laughs> this fight, as the comment was like, the game gets fucking tough if you're not doing things in a very specific way, but... There were times where I felt, a lot of times where I kind of felt on autopilot with it. And like, yeah, those clank missions of slowly running at the camera and dodging this thing. I was like, this isn't fun. Like, this isn't a fun thing. This is a simple thing that they're doing. And I feel like there is that thread of it, of simpleness. Am am I wrong, Joey? Did you see that? Yeah, I feel like the only other place that I saw it like that was with the grind rail things. The controls for that Mm. did not feel good. And I I feel like the last one in particular, when you're hopping around a lot, it goes on for a long time. I was like, a long time to get through it. And I was like, oh, this is not aged well. And so I, I see it in that too. Hopefully. I mean, I imagine Insomniac knows all of these things as well. Oh my God, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Knows exactly what they're going to fix moving on. Yeah. It's hard for me to say with the, I do see it as like a kiddie game and I don't know why if it's just because it's a franchise that's been around for so long, but like there's obviously a difficulty spike and stuff with it that I still find it enjoyable today, but it's kind of hard for me to speak on that because I don't have like any huge nostalgic pull for it. Yeah, I probably probably played the PS2 game when I was like nine years old and then I played it again when it came to PS3 when I was maybe 16, 17. Um, And I... I think there is a certain element of personality that is lost a little bit with the remake. And it kind of alludes to what I was talking about earlier, where Ratchet and Clank, I think, have lost a little bit of, of their personality and some of what that made that dy- dynamic a bit fun. Um, and it, all, it reminds me a little bit of Blue Point in their remakes. Um, there are fans of both Shadow Colossus and Demon Souls, and I think it happens more with Demon Souls, where there are folks I talk to who are like, yeah, no, like, I mean, Blue Point is talented, but there is elements that get lost when you're remaking it. Like, mm-hmm. whether it is, like, some of the art style or some of the direction that felt like uh, it was part of the soul that Miyazaki was trying to put in the game, so that gets lost. Like, there's certain elements that when you aren't, uh, uh, or when you're trying to adapt something that is meant for 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, I guess 2016 in this case, 
you can kind of lose that because you are going for polish and you're going for graphics and you're going for all these different things. I was looking at gameplay a few days ago of the 2002 game, and I, I, I had moments where I was like, man, the menu in the 2002 game, I forgot how memorable it felt like there, there are things about <laughs> yeah. how like you navigate in that world and menu and then when you go back I, I there there's like a certain animation to the way that uh ratchet still animation kind of moves around and when you do the move where you jump in the air and then smash down the the, the omni wrench, the wrench yeah. there's like a certain angle it comes down with in the ps2 game and stuff like that that isn't here and i don't I'm I'm kind of with the same with the person who wrote in the question, right? I can't tell if it's just pure nostalgia or if it is something that is a, a, a bit more valid in terms of the the goal of this game, the vision for this game is to be a revamped, revitalized, remastered version of an old game, or you know maybe there is something, maybe there was something lost, but I I I also can't tell. Yeah, I think I think so much of it is that first time you see it in the time period of it. And I think you mm-hmm. get to 2016 with this game and even with, you know, Reiner's review that we read at the top, right? Like he's talking about it wearing fitted places and the action being the real centerpiece. But even then you talk about that five years later and it's going to be different. And like as we, you know, you're talking, I'm clicking through uh, the PlayStation uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart extended gameplay demo from August that has 2.2 million views, right? And like... It looks fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks insane, right? And again, to Reiner's thing, right? A showpiece of next-gen technology. Like, that's what you're seeing here. And it looks like a mashup of what we're saying. Like, Joey, if you haven't watched it recently, like, you can go in and jump and look at, like, how they're doing grind rails. And it's like, yeah, that looks way more exciting than what we just did in this one <laughs> where we slowly hopped side to side, left to right, trying to make this go as you get around and jump through these different worlds and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I think it is just the age of this game and i think it is also like the mission statement of this game the 2016 ratchet which was trying to be this let's give you a jumping on point that's tied to the movie that's a throwback to the thing and i think you put that much baggage on it and you're going to get a specific product whereas right now if you're you know watching while we talk on youtube and looking at the the rift apart gameplay here like this already looks light years ahead of what we just did and you know i think will be insomniac's response to the success of this of course because people love you know uh, ratchet and clank 2016's gameplay but also then yeah the story and the character and the like right here as you transitioned into this cutscene, right as this guy giving you the business like that's gonna be more fun i think and that's the biggest thing i think that ratchet and clank's supposed to be is fun yeah i'm, I'm literally i'm watching 2002 ratchet and clank gameplay as we speak and there is something in terms of like it, I, it is a 2002 ass 3D platformer. Like when you're talking about style and attitude and all yeah. and color and all this stuff that I, I don't think can carry over when you're remaking a game in 2016. Like a lot of it, I think is, is to the to the earlier question. I think is is lost a bit because I don't know how you adapt a lot of this stuff. Like looking at the character animations, looking at the cutscenes, like yeah, when they are um, remaking assets and so they look way better, but then also some of the stuff is just very much a product of the time when you're talking about like the attitude of it that uh gets lost but yeah like looking at the two looking at rift apart gameplay uh i mentioned earlier right that i didn't love starting off the combustor they they're showing off like the burst pistol and some of the other like laser weapons in the game and i cannot fucking wait because that is what i I mean and that's the thing is like look at how fast all this action is like i didn't there wasn't this feeling in 2016 like i didn't feel like combat felt like this in 2016 uh before we get out of here i want to get you one from brandon k gone who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games with a long one but 
You'll understand why. Personally, I champion this game to such a degree that I feel it's the most underrated PlayStation 4 exclusive, bar none. It's a wonderful action platformer, and in a series built on beautiful levels and wacky weapons, this reboot is the franchise's greatest hits entry on both. Everything looks gorgeous. Until the imminent rift apart, this is easily the best-looking Ratchet and Clank from environmental design, art direction, and weapon effects like sparks and explosions. While the movie segments are noticeable from the in-game, from the in-engine cutscenes, as you pointed out, blessing, uh, they still look quite nice. Though I would have preferred one uniform look to any story segments. The gameplay is actually my favorite aspect. All the weapons feel unique from each other and have memorable effects, like the dance-inducing Groovatron and your mini-mech Man of Mayhem, Mr. Zircon. I also love how the more you use the weapons and spend raritanium, the game's more scarce currency, the more you'll upgrade and gain effects. While weapons being uh, upgraded has been around since the second Ratchet and Clank, aka Going Commando, I think it's really neat you can buy super powerful versions in challenge mode and level those up as well. As a joy to play, I do have some criticisms. As it is a joy to play, I have some criticisms. Uh, The story, while a revised version of the original, isn't as good for me personally, though it does a pretty good job of keeping up with the major plot. Second, as I said earlier, some planets and areas were not brought over. I'm currently doing a full series replay, so it's still fresh in my mind, but the areas that were cut are a bummer because they were some of the original game's best segments, like Quark's Obstacle Course on Umbris, uh, or the Deep Space Gremlick base, to name a couple. My last criticism is the game is too faithful with the areas that are brought over, meaning that if you know where the secret places are and hidden gold bolts bolts are from the 2002 game, there's no difference, making a large portion of the secret hunting a bit too easy for veterans. However, despite all this, it's my favorite game of all the Ratchet and Clanks. Again, until we see how Rift Apart introduces new mechanics and concepts, this is the series uh, as it is most refined. Oh, I'm sorry, this is the series at its most refined. While many will point to a crack in time as their favorite, what what? I feel the game <laughs> does the best job in every facet it strives for. So Brandon really liked it. And I agree with a lot of what he said. Like I don't think again, I think we're being more negative on this, but we're judging a 2016 remake of a 2002 game in 2021 so there's a lot of time and game mechanics that have gone here and it does its job for me and what i've seen people who wrote in about it even if they didn't dig and vibe with it or like you get got stuck on something like joey right like it did its job of hey this was a lot of fun especially for an old game i can't wait to see what a 2021 one's gonna look like yeah like i adore this game you know like i uh i think brandon summed it up very good there i did notice that uh i'll for some reason this playthrough i I guess i forgot that it wasn't in this game but i was waiting to get to the 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 gemlick base that he named and once he got past i was like oh i guess that wasn't here i i guess that feel does feel like a little bit of a weird omission but i'd say that this game the 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 way this game comes together entirely is really tight. It is really like the game doesn't really have fat to it, which is the thing that I appreciate. Like they didn't really stick with any any of the bullshit that might have been in there in the PS2 PS2 game for better and maybe and maybe in some cases for worse. But um, I really do appreciate this game. Playing it, I'm totally. with you that playing it in 2021 shines on some of the cr- critiques there are to have with it. But I think the game is phenomenal and like a, a must play if you are a PlayStation fan that, are, that is looking to play like the best of the best of PlayStation games. And as for sure. when it came out in 2016, I will say this for uh, on a gameplay 
level is that like the uh, that final boss, even though uh, like Joey had some frustrations with it, uh, Greg. I, I also had a talking. glitch. Uh, on that one too. Oh yeah, so you, you tweeted out the glitch where like he just like <laughs> went away. Like right? I beat him at at six, 60 percent. <laughs> it's actually really, <laughs> if you, uh, Bear, if you're able to bring it up, it's actually amazing because basically I'm like in the middle of fighting him and then it immediately cuts to credits randomly and it's like wait, it's so <laughs> weird. Um, yeah. Uh, How do I get that glitch? Yeah, hold on. So, <laughs> I know, right? I only get the bad yeah. ones. But, it was like, legit remember, my, my like, second or third try when uh, like. When it was rumored that Spider-Man was uh, being made, and it was uh, uh, the uh, infamous devs doing it, right? And that yeah, was, like, the, the, it was Sucker Punch doing it and all that stuff. And then Insomniac was announced for it. There was like a lot of like, "Oh, that's an interesting choice, but cool." Like I remember the first thing I thought of, and the, yeah, that's uh, that's the <laughs> boss glitching. <laughs> Done. See you later. You did it. Sixty <laughs> percent. Did it pop the trophy? Are you, you already? No, had I already the had the trophy. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, I remember thinking right when Insomniac was uh, announced as the dev for Spider-Man. I remember thinking to this boss fight and thinking of like. Honestly, I'm all in because the way that they kind of teach you mechanics and like you slowly like learn mechanics throughout the game and how it kind of crescendos in this final boss fight where you're doing a million things at once and like how good it all feels. Uh, granted, uh, you My, know, there's uh, there's some of the the gravity uh, things that like pull you in, some frustrating things like that. Yeah, but I remember like for the time playing that in 2016, I was like, wow, this all feels really good. It, it flows really well, and I remember that being like a high point of like, holy shit, I'm very hyped for instant Omniac and what they do with Spider-Man. Um, and so, like, I will and, say, and since then, I'm excited for Rift Apart and how they improve upon it. I will say my critique for this for that final boss fight is that it 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 it's all uh, in air, like you're doing in the in the jetpack and you're floating around, which means that half the weapons are unusable. Like, totally, you can't, right? You can't yeah. use the glove of that, doom. That, dude, when the... I came down to like my I had I had seven percent health, or no, he had seven percent health left, and I had I was like, I have this in the bag. And then it was like, click, click. I was like, fuck. And I went through the entire wheel. And I'm like, shit. I flew to the final platform that was there. And I, I got sucked and hit. Then I had like one hit point. But I'm trying to get him with like anything. I can. It was just terrible. And I died. Yeah. And I had to do it again. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, all my points were in the protoclast. And then things like the Groovatron and the Glove of Doom and stuff that would have been, that would have hinged on being on the ground. grounded somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just could mm -hmm. not use that shit. And so, thankfully, I beat him at 60%. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, done. So I'll watch the end cut scene on YouTube. I'm done yeah. with this. Joster, thank you so much for coming through today. Yeah, it was super fun. Uh, if people haven't recommend, if they haven't played uh, Ratchet and Clank 2016, do you recommend it? Yeah, I even with, like, my critiques of it, like, I still had a lot of fun. And it's not frustrating enough to deter me from playing, especially, like, I feel like it does a good job of ramping you up for stuff in the middle. Like it was a fun challenge for sure to figure out how to play. And I am kind of excited to get back and hopefully beat the last boss now. Oh yeah. And bless. I assume. Yeah. You're still on board, right? Recommend no, it. Don't play this game. Just kidding. Yeah. Don't play it. <laughs> Definitely play this mm -hmm. game. It's, yeah, a, it's I, also a fun one to play in 60 FPS right before Rift Apart is about to come out. I think now's the time. Yeah, that's the other thing. If you have a PlayStation 5 and you want to see it, I think it's a great way to get in and look at what the game looks like. And yeah, again, like I think I don't know how negative we sounded while we talked about it. The gameplay, which is what you're doing the majority of the time, I super dig. Like I, I'm excited to see it iterated on. I don't think it's as good as it has been in previous entries of the series, but I understand why it's like that in this remake, new entry, kid game, $40 price point thing. But the real, the real uh, juice is going to come with Rift Apart, and I can't wait to get my hands on that. So, Joester has to go do a different show here on youtube.com slash kind of funny. So while she does that, let me tell you about our sponsors. 
This episode of PSI Love You XOXO is brought to you by Upstart. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keep you in an endless cycle of debt. Upstart can help get you ahead. Are you carrying a credit card balance month after month? Are you uh, not the only Well, I'm sorry, you're not sorry at all. You're not the only one. High interest rates uh, make it hard for you to pay off your debt, but Upstart can help join the hundreds of thousands of happy borrowers who made that final payment. Uh, do you dread looking at your credit card statement every month? We don't blame you. Upstart can lift that weight off your shoulders so that you are finally able to feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off credit card debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple, fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score. Like your income and employment history, that means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. I always talk about this during the Upstart read. Of course, when I moved to San Francisco a long time ago, uh, I, Upstart wasn't a thing, and I needed money, uh, and I went and got a loan. And guess what? They did not uh, look at my employment history or my education. Uh, they just said, oh, your credit score is not great. And I got a really bad rate that took me a long time to get uh, off my back. Uh, uh, Upstart's not about that. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Uh, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. And we're back. Blessing, hit me some PlayStation updates. PlayStation is publishing a game on Xbox Game Pass. These motherfuckers. I'm pulling from Xbox Wire where they talk about how MLB The Show comes to Game Pass. We're delighted to announce that MLB The Show 21 is coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one and will be available on April 20th for Xbox Series X slash S and Xbox One, as well as on Android Android phones and tablets via xCloud or Xbox Cloud Gaming Beta for Ultimate members. Both MLB The Show 21, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X slash S Standard Editions will be included with Xbox Game Pass, so members will be able to play the best version of the game regardless of which console they're on. And with cross-platform play in progress, you can, you can play against others online and earn and use content across the platform and generation you choose. Greg, cats, on, cats and dogs are sharing under the same roof. The Mass cat hysteria. is being put on Game Pass, and the dog may or may not like that. How do you yeah. feel? What a fucking headline to wake up to you know what i mean like what a fucking headline to wake up to i i was one of those definitely double squint rub your eyes again like what the fuck like really game yeah. pass and then of course like you know i haven't seen anybody get a quote from playstation about this blessing i know you've been doing games daily last week so you would know better than me right Actually, but i saw I saw Klepek, uh, you know, Vice Gaming, uh, put out that, uh, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's important that on the Xbox version, MLB is listed as the publisher here, not PlayStation. So maybe that's how it is, and it's a, a deal that went right there. Because they have to have their hands tied by an MLB contract here, right, Bless? There's no way PlayStation was like, yeah, this is a great idea. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. I mean, I think that's the same reason why it's on Xbox, period, is, is MLB. And I think it makes sense that MLB is the publisher, both from the standpoint of, 
PlayStation probably doesn't have the facility. Well, they probably do. Okay, let me rephrase this. They probably do have the facilities to publish it on another platform, but for them to go to the, through the rigmarole of establishing a publishing base on Xbox is probably something that they're like, eh, it's not worth doing. MLB, if you want to do this by yourself, go for it, um, which is probably why MLB is the publisher. I imagine this is this is the case for MLB. Like, they want their game on Game Pass because that gets way more eyes on it and way more players into it for the first iteration of an MLB The Show game on a new platform. I think that's a really smart way to do it, but it is very weird. It's very strange. Because it's just so fucked up. Of just like I don't like I you know what I tweeted why what a great what a great look for Xbox and Xbox Game Pass what an, a horrible look for PlayStation and I said PlayStation Plus because we had had the conversation on this very show right as PlayStation Plus the true competitor to Xbox Game Pass but you can toss PlayStation now in there right PlayStation in general just the fact that you do have these two different ways to get people games why is this happening in a way like they. I there's no it's such a short term solution if it's just if in any way it was well you know we just want the money up front on a new platform well we're gonna sell you know Emily the show sells well on PlayStation obviously it's one of the reasons they I think it sells well but it's exclusive so they want to get another uh, you know MLB wants to get on other places and that's why they brokered this uh, agreement to get on other platforms right but what a weird and again, back to MLB doing it fine, but even for PlayStation not to have a statement prepared or anything to do, just to take the news on the chin and let it go, like, it feels like such a kick in the face. I was just like, what? Like, why is this happening? Why Why would you... I, you can go there, and there's been so many arguments. Well, you go there, you put it out for free on Xbox, and then you make the monies off the microtransactions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Sure, that yeah, that's uh, one way to look at it, but it's more to look at, like... Again, like we, I've been saying it for a couple months now as we've talked about it, but like it's really put up or shut up for so many different gamers on the whole, hey, so you don't understand what $70 is worth to us anymore. Like if that's yeah. the case, then like what's the argument here? In the chat, it already went by. I can try to scroll back to it and find it, right? Yeah, Corey Scott said, I had two coworkers cancel their pre-orders. Uh, one was a PS5, PS5 pre-order. Like I don't understand the arithmetic you can look at and say to your playstation faithful your playstation audience and say hey yeah we want 70 dollars from for you for this game or you could go on xbox and get it on game pass and get it for 15 bucks a month or whatever like and stream it on your phone and all that jazz mm -hmm. i mean you could say the same thing for outriders and i guess the difference here is that, but is outriders that isn't uh, uh, isn't made by a playstation studio right like sure. it isn't first party like yes that's overall for sure and i think Again, that is the conversation Xbox is going to want us all to have again and again and again in 2021 and I'm sure into the future. But why would PlayStation give them the bullet to put in their gun kind of thing? And I don't think MLB The Show is this juggernaut that is going to like really move the needle and stuff. But it's more the fact that you have this platform that's synonymous with baseball. You go multi-platform with it. Sure, of course. People are gonna you get you. People are going to pick it up for the first time and go get it. But it was more the idea I thought that like, well, sure, but it's still an equal playing field of this. Whereas now it's loaded for Xbox. Yeah, I mean, MLB the Show is a game that I have associated with PlayStation for a long time. Like it's it. You don't really think of it in the same breath as Uncharted and Spider-Man and all those other ones. But even when I was rocking with my PS3 in like 2010, I remember seeing the MLB the Show commercial, seeing the PlayStation logo, and friends online or, or wherever would would talk about that game as a playstation game like it was a th it was it was a thing that that game was exclusive to playstation like that was an important thing uh and so it coming to game it coming to xbox and then and then coming to game pass i'm right there with you in terms of how weird it is there are so many write-ins that we got into kfgd the the day this happened where 
people were talking about um like hey i like i feel i don't I don't know if I want to spend $70, $70 on this yeah. game when it's on Game Pass. You know, like, I, 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 there's a lot of people on the PlayStation side that do feel burned about this. And I don't, I, I kind of don't know where I stand in terms of that, mainly because we're going to spend $70 anyway on it. Um, but I do understand the feeling of, well, I guess I should just play this on Xbox or should I just get an Xbox? Or like, maybe, maybe this is the, the one that pushes me to, uh, to move, move over, which I think is very understandable yeah and that and yeah I, again it, it's not even my like i shouldn't i don't i don't say my outrage right my being mystified by it is just that i don't understand how playstation i i wish I, we won't know and the fact that we don't know and the fact that there hasn't been a statement does mean that it was totally out of their control and whatever mlb's contract is with them and especially as publisher on xbox they can do whatever the fuck they want but it's got to be this weird fucking conversation over there right of like okay yep. cool like what do we oh, do yeah. and like and i saw you know uh, the b fife writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games says do you think there's a chance in hell that we see mlb the show come to playstation now or the playstation plus collection before its release on april 16th no. or even in a few months i don't think contractually you can like i, I think it, usually the deals i've heard about for xbox game pass are cool when playstation plus and playstation i don't know about playstation now but I think PlayStation mm-hmm. now. But I've heard in these kind of deals before that there is the cool. It's exclusive to our streaming platform, our, our platform. Our, so yeah. you would think mm-hmm. that this is exclu- as long as it's on Xbox Game Pass, it can't be anywhere else. Interesting. Which is and not to mention, if you're PlayStation, you wouldn't want to fucking do this. PlayStation's whole exactly whole argument is not, hey, you know what we need to do? We want you signing up for PlayStation Plus, or we want you signing up for PlayStation now to get our games. That's not what they do. That's not the thing. I pulled uh, an article over here that I already closed like an idiot for some reason. No, it's Venture Beat. Uh, April 21st, 2020. MLB The Show 20 sets record sales with real baseball on hold. This, of course, is a Mike Minotti article. Uh, MLB, the show, the, uh, MLB The Show 20 has become the fastest selling game in the history of the, ba- of the baseball franchise, said research firm the NPD Group today. This year's edition of the show released March 17th as PlayStation 4 exclusive, the baseball video game was the number three best-selling game for the month uh, the fast and then it goes into like reasons why of course but it's just the fact that and the show is the most popular baseball ser- uh, series in console gaming like this has a platform and so if you're sony no you don't want to turn especially if it's you upped it to 70 bucks for some of these copies you don't want to yeah. say okay cool like uh for parody like we're gonna make sure this is on x or uh, playstation plus or not no like that'll be yeah i think that is a, just a, a bad decision from a from a money standpoint like I, you you would do that to keep competition but when you look at uh, like my my reasoning for why xbox or why uh mlb would do this for mlb the show would be to expo- expose new eyes to mlb the show and on the playstation totally. side those eyes are already there if you're a playstation fan and you're a fan of baseball you're a fan of mlb the show like they've got you they've had you for years mlb the show has been a thing that's been go- ongoing and there's no need to sell you on that for the play on the playstation side eventually like mlb the show 21 uh will probably end up on playstation plus maybe a year or two or down the road, maybe from what I've heard. And from what I vaguely remember is that it's usually in playoff season that that year's uh, mm. MLB will uh, go to uh, PS plus or, or something like that to get people back in and invested. Cause that's the perfect time for all of like the, the playoffs going to the world series hype. Uh, to yeah. October, back, October uh, was yeah. uh, the last one for MLB, the show yeah. 20. And I forget who said it on the X cast. Uh, it might've been Paris, um, but it like, 
MLB's mission with MLB the show is to get more people invested into baseball. And like you nail it, bless where it's like the PlayStation fans who have been sold on every iteration of MLB the show, like myself, uh, no matter what the uh, quality of the games are from year to year, like we're sold on baseball, we're in it. And this is just MLB's way to expand that. They probably see, you know, like FIFA and uh, Madden and all that stuff mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. see like their That's why every it's year. everywhere. Oh, now, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I, I've made this joke several times and it's it's just it's funny this time around because the series is a PlayStation uh, is made from a PlayStation first party studio. And so, like, now it feels like PlayStation is getting slightly cucked in a way and we're like they have to do all of the hard work and then they see their uh, franchise have more fun in other places. And it's just it's an interesting situation. And I, like I've. This whole situation, even before the Game Pass thing, I'm interested to see, like, what the reaction is going to be to the uh, franchise uh, between PlayStation fans and Xbox fans. Since Xbox (laughs) fans have never gotten this series before, and this is going to be, like, their first iteration of uh, seeing MLB The Show. It's like, oh, it's going to be all fresh and new. And with PlayStation fans, depending on what they add this year, it might just be more of the same. So it's it's really going to be interesting what the reactions are going to be from. It would be be wild to see the Xbox fan base overtake the PlayStation fan base and MLB in terms of numbers and current players. I mean, like... Because would they be on Game Pass? I was going like, to say that's what do you think is going to happen, exactly, right? Yeah. Like I don't like if, if, to bring it to Barrett's point, which is excellent, great job, Barrett. I do want to make sure that I'm representing myself and I get a million comments of it. I totally understand why MLB would do this, and if I'm MLB and I'm the publisher and what Klepik tweeted is actually what it actually is, I 100% understand. We make all this money on PlayStation. We sold, you know, uh, whatever. We're the number three best-selling game at launch last for last. You're going to sell uh, the majority of those copies again. And Xbox shows up and is like, we'll give you a this giant check so you have a confirmed, uh, you know, uh, you're back in the black in this game. And you're going to get it to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of players who will turn it on for the first time and actually get in there and get invested and maybe spend microtransactions. Or if you don't do Game Pass for MLB The Show 2022, maybe they pick it up and buy it there. Like, I totally understand the MLB thing. And I also understand... The rock and the hard place PlayStation isn't contra- contractually. Again, we are working with what we think is happening. No one has actually said. But mm-hmm. as this, you know, last year or two years ago now, the agreement where they were like, listen, we've re-signed the deal, but we're going to put the show on other platforms was very clearly MLB being like, listen, we see how much people love NBA 2K. What We see the juggernaut that Madden yeah. is. Like, we want to be everywhere. Video games are bigger than PlayStation. And PlayStation be like, we understand that. And we don't want to lose the exclusivity. So we will do that. I get that. And then I get, all right, cool. You're the, you'll have to be the publisher on Xbox. No problem. They turned them. We're going to put this on Game Pass. Fuck. Contractually, yep. you can do all of this. That's what I'm so mystified by of like PlayStation having to sit there. And to what I just said earlier, right? Not be, you can't. You can't say, listen, we hear you, and it's going to be PlayStation Plus this month, too. You can't fucking do that. Like, they're looking at this for a bottom line. PlayStation can't be like, well, I guess we can cut ourselves a check. <laughs> but yeah, who's We're just taking money from one department of PlayStation, putting it into another department of PlayStation, and, and making it on PlayStation like, Plus? I don't know how convinced I am that it was, and again, I might be, we're all kind of speaking out of our asses. Totally, like, yeah, like, for sure. It, it's all been so quiet, but like, I'm not convinced it was Xbox who went to MLB for this. I'm I, like, I have a feeling yeah, in my gump that it was MLB who 
Because, like, the kind of big conversations, the headlines every week is Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, doing so much for the uh, gamers and being, like, one of the best deals in gaming right now. And, you know, probably the uh, liaisons between MLB and the gaming industry are probably looking at that and they're like, hey, like, that'll that's a great incentive. Why didn't yeah. they do that with PS Now or PS Plus? Because it's nowhere near, neither are nowhere near a competitor. Um, and I think it's a kind of a... Showing of like, kind of what of an, Here, um, an if embarrassment I of PS Now is to uh, to be honest, and that I'm saying that as someone who subscribes to PS Now and wants that to be such a good service, like it's kind of an embarrassment of like what Sony I think should be doing. To to try to uh, shore you up in the comments, I I think that there are they are competitors with PlayStation Now and what they're doing there because you'll see every time in the comments people heated up that PlayStation Now is a better deal than Xbox Game Pass. Yada yada yada. For what you're saying though. Game Pass, you know, it's a question I want to get to from Marcos Astralio. So I actually put a pin in that one. But more importantly, you know, they wouldn't do it there because of what I was just saying of PlayStation can't pay PlayStation and everybody's like, cool, this made us money. Like, that's not how it fucking works, right? And to your point of like, that deal doesn't work for MLB either because they're like, well, we already have PlayStation. We want to we wanna go into these virgin lands and take expand. over, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. However, to what everything you just said, Mark from Australia writes into patreon.com slash games and says, hi, guys, I have a simple question. When will fans of PlayStation get a huge W from PlayStation? Seems the news has been saturated with huge wins for Xbox fans and nothing for PlayStation except maybe play from home uh, and great PlayStation Plus titles every month, which I wouldn't count as huge wins. Of course, Mark from Australia is talking right now about the show coming to Game Pass. And again, even if you don't care about baseball, number one, hey, maybe I'll try this game I've heard so much about and it wasn't on my platform before. Number two, holy fucking shit. A game made by a PlayStation first party is on Xbox, which was exciting and weird enough, but I didn't like freak out about it. But it's free here and not free on their platform. Yeah. What the fuck is going <laughs> again, on, right? Again, they're kind of being they're kind of being, they're being cut. Cut. Yeah, yeah, when you said that on Xcast, I was like, yeah, all right, uh, yeah. Games Daily, whichever it was. I was like, yeah, I get that. And then it's the same thing, yeah, of like this is on the heels of them getting Bethesda. And again, we are all talking out of our asses and we don't know, but the amount of things I've seen from people trying to be like, well, clearly they made this MLB the show deal uh, so that they could still, they'll get one of the, Beth maybe this got them a Bethesda game that was no, going to be exclusive to PlayStation. No this is Phil would have laughed them out of the fucking room. <laughs> if PlayStation's like, all right, uh, hey, it's me, Jim Ryan, Phil, thanks for this meeting. Listen, congrats on Bethesda. We would still really like Starfield though, so we're prepared to offer you the show on Game Pass. I will love, love if that's how it worked. Because that would be an amazing. I would love that game to like be able to sit in those meetings, be a fly on the wall, and listen to like that barter back and forth of like, "Hey man, y'all want God of War? <laughs> Just give us Halo and one other Bethesda game." And it's like, deal. there's no way I'll that that, that was the play because this wasn't a PlayStation deal. This was an MLB deal. Strictly, we think. Like, yeah, we think. <laughs> there's no but way. But again, there's the no way. way of, like you deal. bring up the point, Greg, of like the way PlayStation is handling this on their end of like how like they have to be kind of silent. There's no way that this is anything that they wanted. So, I, so my, no, there's no way they're not to, like they, they traded that off so they could get a Bethesda game. There's no way. My question to you, Greg, would be: How much of this of this do you think is visible to us since we are clued in? you know as an audience since we cover this shit uh -huh. versus how much of this do you think in the grand scheme actually matters to playstation because you, the question here is uh from mark from australia right when will fans of playstation get a huge w from playstation does it feel this does it feel like we're not getting w's because we're paying too much attention and we're we're like 
being able to count the news stories day by day and do the KFDs and see the Game Pass headlines and do all this shit? Or, like, do you think the average consumer cares? The average consumer, I don't think, understands the difference between a publisher and a developer. I, and I say that because I remember being an average consumer growing up and being very much like, this is a PlayStation game. PlayStation made this kind of thing. You know what I mean? And then, like, I think really, you know, my wrestling games teaching me a little bit about studios and who was making what and why. I like this one more than that. Uh, no, I don't think it, it matters there, but this is how Xbox wins. Insert your uh, Uncut Gems uh, gift there. How we win. Is the fact that they need, they want to keep assembling a case so that us the evangelists us the and i don't mean us the talking heads right now i mean us the video game audience you the kind of funny best friend listening or watching this us uh are there and we start playing more stuff there you start drifting off or even if you don't and you're dead set on only playing on your pc with your 3080 and your atx's when your friend or your uh you know the your 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 friend wants to buy something for themselves your friends want to buy something for their kid their kids are getting into games and they ask you well what would you do and if the answer is like well you like baseball a lot and you don't have that much money to go around and you want more free stuff like uh, you you remember you know netflix there's this thing called you know xbox game pass that is netflix for games like that's how Xbox wins. They win by not getting me to wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm, I care about achievements, and I'm only going to play on my Xbox Series X now. That's where I'm doing everything, blah, blah, blah. They'd love that. But they win by making an argument so sound that it's just like, well, of course you'd go do this way. Of course you'd go that way. And what you know, Mark's question is so interesting about is, you know, when do we get a huge win from PlayStation because there's been so many huge wins from Xbox? I agree that Bethesda is gigantic and crazy and I can't believe they did it. This thing, as I've already said, is crazy and I can't believe they did it. The fact that they have, they're actually making Xbox mini fridges now is crazy and I can't believe they're going to do that. It is a bit alarmist and chicken little and the sky is falling to have come from the place 2020 i was gonna say the playstation 5 but the 2020 where we have the launch of the playstation 5 we have spider-man miles morales we have sack boys big adventure we have dreams we have last of us we have ghost we have fucking games mm. we have games that as you watch like they continue to do the baftas and they continue you know dice awards are coming up like you look at the nominees for dice you look at the winners for baftas and you still see playstation cleaning up but we live in a what have you done for me lately industry? And so it is right now. Holy shit, look at all this shit Xbox is doing. But then again, you cut back and it's like, and I'm not even, I'm not even trolling. Cool. What do you play on your Xbox right now? I saw Demetrius uh, Newell, of course, uh, here in the chat, gifted Dim. Uh, shout out like, you know, hey, and Game Pass is the reason he played out. He actually tried Outriders, right? And again, that's now maybe going to make Square some money when he buys the DLC or if it gets removed or whatever. And then you look at, you know, what's happening here, yada, yada, yada. But it is, it is those gateway drugs. And it is trying to turn a giant ship in your favor. So the huge wins, I think, go to a morale and pop culture publicity thing more than they do the actual oh my god blessing can't be on ps i love you this week because all he did was play xbox like yeah there's this whole thing happening but it is fascinating to see xbox capitalizing on it how much does it matter and how much does it change and if we get to fucking the end of the year and halo infinite sucks <laughs> you're like all right well you can still get a bunch of games for free in quotes from you know uh, uh game pass yeah like one of my, la- my one of my least favorite things to do on these shows is just like trying to push 
console wars or or PlayStation versus Xbox narrative sure. and all this shit. But like, this is naturally where the conversation is for what the for what the news is. Um, like a few days ago, I was playing I was playing games with a friend who is like is a is a quote unquote gamer, right? Like, does pay attention to the industry, but also doesn't really follow the day to day news. They don't really give yeah. a fuck it up about any of this shit, really. Um, aside from things that affects them directly, and I was surprised to hear them uh, mention that like they're a play they're a PlayStation person. Uh, or at least they they have a PlayStation Four. They haven't like upgraded next gen yet, but that's their main console of choice. And as I was playing playing games with them, we were talking about. Uh, I think rather they're talking about Game Pass or Outriders or it, maybe it was like upgrading or something like that. And they passively mentioned, well, yeah, that's why like Xbox is one this generation, right? And I was surprised to hear that because I was like, yeah. oh, is that, wait, have they? <laughs> like I, that's not really a thing I've necessarily <laughs> thought about um, because for me, as somebody who's pretty entrenched in the PlayStation side of things and. I'm, yeah, I look forward to playing Ratchet and Clank and the other PlayStation games that are coming this year, right? Like, I've not really thought of a winner. One, because we're just so early in it. And then also, like, I think there's just an established idea of, yeah, PlayStation, PlayStation is going to sell more off the get-go because they already have that established fan base and there's just more, look, more to look forward to in, in terms of software. But, yeah, like, I, won I wonder if that becomes more and more of a common sentiment from people uh, in terms of like the quote unquote winner of this generation, when you, when you look and it it does seem like Game Pass is the best deal, and it does seem that that hey, if you have an Xbox, everything works way smoother. When you're, when we're talking about upgrading, when we're talking Dude, about yeah, being yeah, able yeah. to play games like like Outriders or being able to play it will be the show twenty one for free. Like I I, won, I wonder how much that continues to to matter for them and continues to gain eyes on them because it seems like from what I can tell from from you know very limited talking to people about this stuff it seems like it is push it is pushing something it is it is bringing eyes over it. it is it is already making that turn uh which i think is fascinating and that's the thing is you know it's it's been the argument for so long of what do people want and i think xbox offers so many great services right now and is so pro gamer and yada 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 where i think playstation still does offer games where i think it's easier to rattle off the exclusives and i'm not trying to start a war either or anything like that and you're on a playstation show it's a <laughs> rattle off the big playstation exclusives you're excited for this year and the big xbox exclusives but it is that argument of how long does that last I, I, it's very much right now that i think it isn't being uh, an Xbox fanboy to sit here and look at the tea leaves and be like, I could honestly see how this could this generation could get away from PlayStation like that, right? Oh yeah. If if Xbox can get it to get all their all of their studios together, which now includes all of Zenimax Media, right? Like if they can get all of them together to f start, we have a year and a half of firing on all fucking cylinders and then get that gets them onto the uh the you know the passing the baton the way playstation first party studios really kicked into gear with playstation 4 and awesome titles like you'd have a fucking huge race there in terms of all right man like yeah xbox game pass is amazing and you're getting qual you're getting titles the quality of anything you want to put uncharted uh god of war uh last of us uh you know ghost mm -hmm. you're, if you're getting all of those included with your game pass that you have again like you start talking about value and you start talking about like you know when we talk about how the show sells really well we talk about the success of madden and all that stuff we talk about call of duty there are gamers that are mainstream gamers and i'm not even talking shit about them i don't know any who it, who it is but across the way my neighbor only plays call of duty right every night when i'm bring down my blinds to play something i look across and he or she is playing uh, or they are playing uh, Warzone. i, I don't know i couldn't tell you the difference but playing one of the call of duties right and it's like 
those gamers exist and if the information like you're talking bless gets out there of like yeah if you're if you have if he's if they're playing on playstation 4 and they want to upgrade and it is like well i play this and that and then, oh well, well get this one system get this Dude, one subscription and you're good i i like i i recently sold uh my barber on an xbox <laughs> like I, I was getting it i was getting a haircut and i was like he was like oh because he knows um that you do video game stuff for a living so mm-hmm. he was like Oh man, you playing you playing any games recently? Like, what kind of games do you play? And I was like, Oh yeah, like, uh, or well, I play I play X Y and Z. And he was like, Dude, I I've been looking for like some like racing games and flying games. I, I like I like uh vehicles and, and stuff like that. And I was like, I mean, if you're looking for flying, there's this game called Microsoft Flight Simulator oh, yeah. that's gonna come to Xbox at some point. And I get I was like, Oh yeah, if you like racing games, Forza baby, Forza Horizon is really good. And also, oh, man, on, I can't be buying Xbox. all these and games. Also, like, well, with the power of Xbox Game Pass, game you don't pass. need to buy these games. Yeah, that's one thing I was like, Yeah, I was like, if you get Game Pass, that also works. If you want to get a, a PC, I guess. Like, I legit was selling them on a, on an Xbox, and all, and I wasn't I, like, it wasn't a thing I even had to like second second think about. Right? It was just the thing of no, that is the platform if you want to if. if if you're this type of person, um, which I just thought was a very, very, very fascinating thing. And that's um, that's the kind of argument we're talking about where it mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, it went by and ch- yeah, Christian R says, my one friend who plays Apex on PlayStation upgraded to a PS5 just to play Apex on PlayStation with better performance. Of course, that is PlayStation's strong suit and what they want to capitalize on with the success of the PlayStation 4 is that they more than any even more than you right now person who wants your PlayStation 5 PlayStation wishes beyond wish that they could have PlayStation 5s in there for people like your friend uh, Christian to go buy that and be ready to upgrade you know what I mean the fact that I was talking about Poe my you know best friend but my barometer for what a normal person does in their life with video games you know he wanted that PS5 at launch and he got it and that's the first console he's ever bought at launch and that's because he had such a great time with the PlayStation 4, but you leave that air, right? Like you're talking about with your ble- your your blessing, blessing talking about with his barber. Like there's a conversation to be had, and you know, for the neighbor over there, for the person who wants this sport game, if you're only going to buy a few games a year, and those games are going to be on Game Pass, or uh, some of them are, like it's so much harder. I feel to argue, like, all right, well, I would tell you to get a PlayStation 5 because of these first party games, like. Yeah, Last of Us and Uncharted. Like, I don't know what those are, and I didn't yeah. know I'm, they're not missing from my life, and they don't matter to me. Okay, fuck. Does does the other one have Red Dead on it? Yeah, the other one has Red Dead on <laughs> it's it. Like, I like sports, <laughs> it's like I like sports games. Or well, Game Pass does have EA Play on it, and so yeah. if you're a sports game person, then yeah, like there's a platform for you. And, um, and you're going to continue to see the people. And I know I'm painting with a broad brush, and if financials are different for everybody, but you'll see mm-hmm. the by the end of this generation, lots. Of, well, I shouldn't say that. If it goes a normal generation way, lots of the hardcore gamers the people like yourself having both right and you'll play you'll use them both to have whatever exclusive you want on it but it's about getting out there and winning hearts and minds of the other people and value propositions are usually where it's at mark from australia asked the main question right like when when will playstation fans get a huge w from playstation and mark let me tell you playstation today announced that on playstation now you're going to get marvel's avengers until monday july 5th borderlands back, 3 baby. until wednesday september 29th uh and then uh, the long dark also and then you can get a seven day free trial for ps4 and ps5 um starting this wednesday april 7th and so Done. You know what I mean? How will they re- how will they respond to Xbox taking a PlayStation Studios game and put getting it on Game Pass? PlayStation's like, we'll get the incredibly popular Marvel's Avengers out there. <laughs> we'll get that on PlayStation now for you ready to go. You put it in the dock and like you headlined it playstation responds as avengers to ps now and i couldn't tell if you were ma- being serious or if that was like a bit if you're <laughs> no you nailed it that's exactly how i put it in there in my head 
perfect. Greg, I want to tell you about some PlayStation picks. This is where we highlight a few of the cool-looking games coming to PSN this week. Starting off with the big hitters, remember this Tuesday you're going to get Oddworld Soulstorm on PS5 and PS4. That's Tuesday, April 6th, and that will be free on PS Plus if you want to play it for free. We still don't have a, a, a book club for this next month and i didn't i don't know if you wanted to shout one great out, call but. great call on that one let's talk about it at the end of this i meant to have the chat vote on it chat start thinking about what we'll we'll come up with our ideas and i'll get a straw pulled together <laughs> um, uh you're also, you're also getting star wars republic commando for playstation 4 that's also coming tuesday april 6th and then cozy grove this i, I put it under the big hitters but this is only because greg has talked about it multiple Woo! times already so you know what it is uh but that is coming to playstation on thursday april Think 8th Think of a PlayStation Animal Crossing with ghosts. There you go. And it's on other platforms, but you know it's, it's on other platforms idea. too. And it has a really cool art style. And so yeah, it would be a pick on any other week, but because Greg has talked about it so much, I feel like I don't need to go through the description of the video sure. you've likely seen it if you've seen the show. For the picks, though, uh, we got Lost Words Beyond the Page. That's coming to PlayStation 4 Tuesday, April 6th. An atmospheric narrative adventure written by Rihanna Pratchett. Set between the pages of a diary and, and a fantasy, fantasy story where you run on words and use them to interact with the world Whoa. around you. Yeah. This, this sounds, like, sounds sound, great, and I am liking the art style so far. <laughs> it sounds like a Greg joint, for sure. Like if, you, if you like some narrative games with a cool art style. I do like these things. There you go. You think you're gonna? You think you're gonna do it? Is this convincing you? Oh yeah, no, I'm done. It's in. I mean, damn. This looks great. I have next up. Next up, well, I mean, apparently won best indie games and a bunch of other awards at the few conferences or or something, and so you got something to look forward to there. Thank you. So something else you can look forward to a game called what the dub is coming to playstation 4 thursday april 8th barrett before you play this one i'm going to read the description and then i want to watch i want us to watch this uh trailer together with sound because i am in love with this one uh the description goes like this what the dub is a multiplayer party game where each player overdubs missing dialogue from hilariously awful b-movies woefully outdated psas and bizarre industry and bizarre industry God, I can't talk. Bizarre industrial films with their own witty or just plain stupid dubs. Players, watch the dubs and vote on the best one. Barrett, if you can press play on this one. Do what the dub. Yeah. The game where you get the last word. Overdub hilariously awful movie clips with your best dub. Why do you suppose Mary didn't invite me to her party? Because you're a twerp. Vote for your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically type, basically type in what you want the, the dubs to say. <laughs> and the scene says it for you. And then it's like uh, Jackbox, where people vote on the ones they think is like. We do the talking. Who are? I come from Planet Bullcut. Take me to your barber. <laughs> I want to play this so bad. This is a great stream game, but we should make this one. Yeah. This would be a fun game to stream. Hell I definitely yeah. want to. When do you? When do you do your thing? He, he does Thursdays. I do Thursdays, which yeah. is the day that this comes out. And so, uh, yeah, and but, that's the. Uh, I can tell you that's blessed. the embargo as well. So Ooh. you can do it on. Let's well, here's bless. the thing. We're playing Resident Evil Seven on my screen. Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, we're playing through. And that, so that, that if you like want to do it on Wednesday instead of Outriders, if the embargo lets us. That would violate the embargo. We Damn would go it. to embargo jail. <laughs> oh, embargo <laughs> jail, that's true, that's true. This, this is like a, someone loved Mystery Science Theater, and they're like, how do we turn totally. this into yeah. a game? And Mystery God bless them, they did it. And uh, Cards Against Humanity really is the thing. <laughs> go get them. Uh, and then the last one for PlayStation Picks is a game called Potion Party. It's coming to PS4 really quick, Thursday, bless. April 8th. Yeah, bless. Bless. I, love you. Up, right? I love you, but can mm -hmm. you uh, maybe click out of Discord and maybe reset Discord and then come back in? Yep. Thank you.
Greg, you want to just go away? We can just leave him, and then he yeah, can come back. Just, like, oh, we just no. like drop out here. This is the end of the show. Just fuck with him. Nah, I'd feel I'm good. Bad. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right. Just slowly going through Persona Five Royal. A lot of people in the chat are saying Persona Five Royal should be uh, the uh, book club for this month. Just saying. <laughs> It's just such a commitment. There's so much to play. I'm, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm 51 hours in, Greg, and I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> oh, man, no. Outriders? Damn, you're killing it, man. No, 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 no. Persona. No. Oh. I did want to know how far in. Can I? On the, What's the PlayStation thing now, can the app tell me my game time, or do, can I, do I only do that through the unit itself? I've only, been a bit, I've only done it through the actual console itself. Can so I use my know. backbone? Yeah. Uh, I do I sound better, Barrett? Yeah, it was, only, it was happening like... It wasn't constant, but you would like kind of freeze up and get robotic-y like every couple sentences. So oh no, it seems to be better now. Uh, the last PlayStation pick I'll tell you about is a game called Potion Party for the PS4. It's coming Thursday, April eighth. Potion Party is a funny couch co-op alchemy game for one to four players. Working as a team, you and your friends must manage your own alchemy shop, earn money, upgrade your tools, decorate the shop, and become a master alchemist. Now, Barrett and Greg, tell me. After watching a little bit of gameplay of this game, tell me what this game looks like. Uh, I mean, it looks like a bunch of different things. Uh, There's a specific game that it, it very much emulates. Uh, the one that Goldfarb's obsessed with. Stardew Valley. With Ness. No. Um, you might have to fast forward a little Earthbound. bit. Earthbound. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Mother 3. Earthbound. Unlock new characters. I don't I don't know. I don't know what you're going for here, Bless. I'm getting, I feel Hold stupid. Fast forward a little bit. Get, let it get into like some co-op. Okay. Okay. That looks okay. like Tower Falls. Oh, they're just standing around and they're just standing around. Okay, here we go. Bomberman. Um, kind of like Moonlight. I'm getting like overcooked vibes almost. It's overcooked with potions, yes. Oh, okay. The gameplay okay. is pretty much overcooked. Okay. I don't know why it took a while to get there. I don't they, like they, <laughs> they spent a lot of that trailer just standing around and I'm like getting into the gameplay. Um, but yeah, no, like I, uh, the sites that I've read about it seem to uh, compare it a lot to overcooked. And so if you're looking to play overcooked with pr- pixel art, and making potions <laughs> with pricks, <laughs> overcooked with pricks. Uh, there you go, potion party. All right, those are the picks. This is where we get into what you've been playing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about what we've been playing a little bit here, Blaz. But you bring it up. You're right. We had to get Joey out of here so fast. I forgot. We do need to pick what hashtag PS we played. This will be for April. This is a big, okay. it's a big decision, Blaz, because we're talking about what we're gonna play. Persona Five Royal. I'm also gonna say, Greg, uh, the deluxe edition is only thirty dollars on uh, PSN right now. Okay, we'll take another advisement. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Still got Outriders going on. Still going on things like that. What it, it, a blessing? We've had a few different conversations. Again, we're gonna we're, here's. So I'm saying what we do is we have right now the discussion. Where we bring okay. it to the table, we talk about it, and then we put those discussion points up for a vote from the audience. Are you fine with that? I'm down with that, yeah. Your internet's still being weird. You sound fine, but you keep getting freeze-framed every few seconds. He, he, oh, he's so sound, he sound robotic-y every once in a while, too, on my end. That's just mm-hmm. auto-tune. He's doing that. Oh, okay. It's his new okay. thing. He loves that auto-tune. Is strange. So, blessing. Adioye Jr., I turn to you. What would you like to put into the conversation right now? Hmm. I mentioned Oddworld earlier, mm-hmm. and that would be the only reason I would play Oddworld Soulstorm is if we had it as the book club. Um, there's also Disco Elysium, which I've already started, and is a mm-hmm. game that I would recommend anybody play. Which is saying, isn't uh, Disco Elysium but that, also like hella long? 
50 it's hours. Like, oh, okay. yeah, 35, it's like, 50, something like that? Okay. Probably okay. like 30 to 40 hours, yeah. So okay. I feel like that's a big commitment if we were to do that one. Uh, I mean, I can also think about games that are coming out this week. I mean, this month. Yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you're fine. You're doing great. Here's, what I, here's where too. I want to start. Here's where we want to start, because honestly, and this is no disrespect to the audience, mm-hmm. the main pickers here is like, will we both enjoy it? Because it, it can't be a game we pick and then we're like, ugh. You know what I mean? Where we're then yeah, like, I hated doing that. Yeah, exactly. Because then we just won't do it, and we won't finish it, and then the book club dies. That's when we lose Omega Buster. Omega Buster doesn't show up for the live shows anymore. So here's where I'd like to start. We are in What You Playing, where we talk about what we've played this week. You've been playing Disco Elysium. I have. I want you to tell me about Disco Elysium. Because the main question, of course, is would Greg Miller like it? I think you would like it. I think you would really like it. It is... It is a magnificently written game. So basically what Disco Elysium is, it's a CRPG. And I see like people are very conflicted on what C stands for in CRPG. I've always thought of it as computer RPG, but oh. apparently people will say classic RPG or other things to the C. I'm just going to say computer RPG, meaning okay. that it's, it's point and click, and it is a very traditional, old-school styled RPG. Um, so it's like top, you're, it's top down, you like point to where you want to go in the map, and you walk around and do all that shit uh basically you wake up as this detective who has lost his memory you have amnesia and so you have no idea what's going on you uh you wake up in a hotel you're 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 drunk you have a hangover and basically you're trying to you're trying to regain who you are get the memories like figure out what's going on and then also solve this case that is going to murder case the thing that makes it interesting is that the dialogue like one very well written, very de- very very detailed writing, but then also you have like this inner dialogue going on in your head between different forms of your subconscious, and so your logic will be having conversations with. And I, I'm not going to do like the verbatim ones because I can't remember all the of different course. actual things. But like, let's say your logic will be talking to your confidence, or your confidence will be talking to your your um uh I don't know your self uh self esteem or whatever like. There will be there's like a lot of bun- there's a, a lot of different inner workings of your mind that are talking to each other and they will throw out certain thoughts and you can choose to internalize thoughts you can choose you can you can uh, depending on how your character spec out you can make certain decisions based on certain things and so right now I'm playing as a character that is the quote unquote thinker because I have like a high I have high intelligence basically um, basically what that what that means is that I have this element of my mind called encyclopedia which means that i'm able to pull random information about the world and so i'll be doing whatever i'll be talking to uh my detective partner and he'll reference a thing like he'll be like oh yeah these are these folks are from this side of the country and then i'll know where my encyclopedia will come in and be like oh this side of the country is x y and z they're known for x y and z and it, it'll help you give context to the world that's like the whole thing with the encyclopedia and the way that it works in my mind okay okay I feel like so far it sounds very complicated, <laughs> uh, and to some extent it is a bit complicated. But is, once you get it, into it, it is a lot to uh, to take in at first, for sure. Yeah, it's a lot to take in, but once you get into it, it starts to click, and I am loving it. I am loving it so much. I've always heard good things. Obviously, I remember when it was in Game of the Year contendership back in the day. I played the opening of it, but it was like that was before voice acting and stuff like that. Obviously, because that's included in this new version, and yeah. obviously Lucy James is obsessed with it. So it's like I'm going to play it no matter what. I'm going to start it and try it when I'm there. But my concern is I don't want to, you know, book club it and have it be that I immediately get in and I'm like, oof, I don't know about all this. 
I mean, I, I I think that could be fine, right? Like it's kind of part of the part of the thing. I wasn't gonna. Well, I guess I've already played Ratchet and Clank, and so if I didn't finish it, it'd be fine anyway. But sure, 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 sure. Hmm. I get that. I feel that. I feel that. And I also, it's also thirty hours, which means that it is a commitment. If you, it's if not you terrible. It. That's better than like when we we're talking about Persona. No yeah. offense to Persona. And yeah, how how long the beat has it at 20, 20. 5, 20 and a half hours for the main story, twenty nine and a half for main and extra completionist forty one. That seems doable, and I also th- I also think you will like it when you play it. Yeah, yeah like yeah. so far the <clears throat> the writing has been f- fantastic. It has been some of, some of the most detailed, descriptive yet poetic writing I've experienced in the video game in a video game, and it's only been about five hours or six hours, maybe a little bit more of me, of me playing the game. Uh, like the you, voice the, acting the way- is incredible. So far. The voice acting is is incredible. Like everything is voice acted. Even your even even the inner workings of your mind are voice acted, and they have like this deep uh, voice that kind of reminds me a little bit of Hellblade. Um, and it is it it is it has so much personality, and there's so much there to kind of chew on in terms of story and in terms of how the game doesn't doesn't hold your hands hands in certain moments. Uh, you mentioned earlier a while ago you were looking for a detective game. Yeah. And playing this game, it does feel like a detective like a, a hardcore detective game in the way that uh, I streamed the game a few days ago and the whole stream was, was basically hours of me uh, like analyzing the scene of this body that was found. And the whole time I'll be talking to my partner, us going through, through it bit by bit by bit, looking at the, uh, the different injuries on the body, trying to figure out like which injuries were fatal, which injuries weren't fatal, um, figuring out, uh, like who might have done this? All this different stuff. My character kind of coming to terms with this body's been here forever, and so it's gross. My my character is kind of feeling kind of woozy because they're not used to, uh, uh, or they've not seen something this disgusting before. The smell is so bad that my character wants to throw up. All this different stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, all this is happening in the course of hours, and I felt by, like by by the end of that stream, in the grand story, I had not really gotten anywhere. I basically had just done that, but I felt like like I experienced so much in that moment. I felt like I I felt like so much had had i felt like i had, I had done so much in terms of the actual inv- investigation i felt like i had been through so much in terms of like that defining my character and understanding the characters that were that were around me and getting information about what exactly happened to this human being that has been murdered here yeah. it felt like a detective game that not at, that doesn't at all hold your hand and I, I, I that's probably the thing that i respect the most about the game is how much it trusts you as a player all right let's do it you sold me that oh, yeah. all right that's done all right that's it disco elysium Hashtag PS we played this. It'll 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 doing. keep me motivated to keep playing for sure. Yeah, how far are you, Bert? Uh I think I'm only like an hour and a half in. But like it's still, like what I played was like really, really cool and I'm I'm excited to get back to it. I haven't been able to touch it since like I think the day it dropped, so have you left the hotel yet? No. Yeah, that's the thing is like the, my in when I think about all the things I've done in the yeah, game. Yeah, like I've, I feel like I've done so much at the hotel, but like I've, I've done not nothing. done. Sh- <laughs> I'm not done shit. It feels like, but I've also done so much. Like it's crazy. Like I've gotten out the hotel, I examined a body, and that's about it. I've done a little. I've done a few more other things, but I, I'm probably six, seven hours into the game. Like it, it mm-hmm. it's crazy how like I feel like I've done so much without doing so much, which makes me wonder if the game is twenty hours long, maybe even thirty hours long. Am I like where am I gonna go in the next thirteen hours that are gonna carry me to the end of the game? Would would cases be an, a good way to like decide how big it is? What do you mean? Like you're saying you're just out of the hotel and you find a body or whatever. Like mm-hmm. how how would you judge how? Lucy, 
Disco Elysium. It's going to be hashtag PS We Played, uh, played This uh, is our book club book, okay? Or, or game, you know what I mean. Uh, we're trying to figure out how long it's going to take us, though, obviously. Uh, 30 hours seems to be the running thing. Uh, Blessing says it took him about five hours to get outside of the hotel and find the body. Or find a body. Investigate the body. Investigate the body. Is he, like, way behind? Is he... Yeah? He's taking... Really? Took, him, took her, like, no an hour. No way that took you an hour. He, he says no way. No way. No way. Um... One of us is a gamer, she said. And so yeah, it's I mean, her, and, it, and it's James. not blessed. It's not blessed for yeah. sure. Mary, you're still in the Twitter hotel. <laughs> You've played an hour and a half. I, I haven't played five hours. I'll tell you that, bless. I'll tell you fucking that. Like, I, I've gotten, I've, I've made it out the hotel. I did the whole shit with the body. I also got in a phone call in a car. I got into multiple phone calls in a car, actually. And I've, ta- I've talked to quite a few people. That's okay. crazy that she was able to do all, all that in like an She's hour. She's a pro gamer. You know I don't I mean? believe it. So it's going to take you 120 hours. All, to do also, this. a quick reader. You know? Maybe, well, that also might be it. I am listening to every single voice line because yeah. I've been streaming mm-hmm. it. And so I've been letting it go. If I was just reading it and just like going through it, like yeah, I would go through I, I, I imagine game, it would I probably would be way, through it way quicker. Way faster, yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited. That's been on the list forever. But the problem was that Outriders dropped at the same time. And I was more juiced on Outri- Outri- Outriders, Outriders, and continue to be. Uh, I checked it on my PlayStation via the backbone. I'm 22 hours into that game. Uh, oh, level man. 27 or 28 right now. Uh, world, world Tier 8, maybe 9. And then uh, one trophy left for the story. So me and Mike are going to beat the story tonight and then see what happens next. But we'll talk about it, like I said. Uh, Gamescast tomorrow, uh, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames for live recording. Uh, later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Podcast services around the globe. Uh, but I'm having such a good time with it. And I think that, like, obviously it's what I've talked about before, right, of being... Uh, you know, this bombastic action movie. Uh, it's got this weird juxtaposition, right, of there. there's a story that you're the star of, but then when I go play in somebody else's game or somebody's playing with me and we skip the cutscene, you do the thing, you jump on, you're replaying things like Diablo for scenarios and loot and gear. Like, like you were asking me the other day, like when we were playing together. So how is the story? I'm like, I've been doing the same. Th- I've fought this stupid spider boss like four times now with other people. I'm not really sure where I am anymore in the story, but I'm having a great time with it. Are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time with it. It is that it is that thing of there's so much I can I could pick apart if I wanted to. Oh, like, totally. I do not care at all about the story and like there are bugs here and there that kind of uh, get in the way sometimes. But overall, I'm having a fantastic time with it. I unlocked uh, a, a pistol yesterday that is dual wield, and when I shoot at enemies, the enemies uh, freeze. And but it also does like I think it also might be might do like cryo damage or something else yeah. uh, or poison toxic damage. It does have some some other indicator. Um, and it was when I used that pistol where I was like, oh, this feels real good. I also have armor that lets me do like a, a dodge roll that is electrified. Yeah, which is really fun. Uh, and I'm I, I'm at the point in the game now where I'm starting to feel real powerful, uh, yep. which is real fun. And so yeah, I'm last night I was I was you know uh, running through my story. I had some kind of funny best friends uh, jump on and play with me and. There was a section where we, you know, playing the hardest worlds here that was available, and I was just getting stomped, and they were hanging in there a lot longer, and and I was like, fuck, man, like, what am I doing wrong? Yada yada yada. And then we, they were a little bit ahead of me in terms of their progression, and so in my world, we beat this boss, and it dropped a legendary, and it dropped the legend, a light machine gun, which is what I use, and that was I went in the next battle, and was like, fucking, oh, like, oh yeah, like this is what I've been yeah. looking for, right? Because I've been like, I think they're, it's a looter shooter, and obviously I would expect you guys to know, but if you haven't seen it, it's a looter shooter. Uh, it's 
you know, Gears meets Diablo, Division meets Diablo, all that mixed in, right? And it's got the tiered gear. It looks like Destiny, all this different shit. Uh, Three-player fire teams that you're going out and doing stuff in. Uh, but their loot system is, like, you and I were talking about it. They have such a good loot drop noise of the chung. Chung, yeah, whenever you, whenever you get a blue or above, it's like, and when you start get when you start getting into it, right, and you're killing these big enemies, and you hear chung, 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 like they're just dropping all this loot as you kill them. It's so good. But also, I love their crafting and mod system. So you know, I, I have this before I got the light machine gun legendary. I was running with a purple epic that I think used to be a blue that I level. I paid to, you know in game currency to level up to a purple, and then you know that get, a, a, a blue has one mod slot, a purple has two. You're getting you know this mod library that you can go in and apply to your different things. So you're actually in like you can for your own skill tree go through and respec at any time. So it's like you can on the fly just whip up a build, or if you find a, a move you really like or something that's working go through and do it and you know i was talking about it today on the stream i really feel the battles you get into are obviously very much you know looter shooter battles but in a lot of ways especially on the in with the cranked up world tiers they remind me of puzzle rooms where it is like uh, you go in and you just get killed over and over and over again but it's always this thing of like i did it out of order if i can just get to that captain first mm -hmm. take that guy out then work my way back through the ads use this ability make sure i have that da, 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 da. and then even when i was noticing one of the fights i wasn't doing damage right before I, we died before i went back in i went in and changed out my abilities to be more damaging right and start using the you know i i have the light machine gun has 150 bullets in the clip before you have to reload and one of my, I'm um, Trickster, one of my abilities is temporal bullets, right, that uh, do more damage on the whole clip if, 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 as long as you don't reload or switch weapons. So it was like, all right, I need to do damage. So I started using that perk along with this thing and then building out with this mod. And it was like, you really get, it's a, it's a very approachable way to be a Fran. To go in there yeah. and min-max and have a good time <laughs> and be like, oh, in this very specific instance, I need to be doing something differently. What could I tweak to do it? Well, let that. me look at my menu. Well. well. Yeah. Yeah. I think I love about the game, too. I keep mentioning this, but the fact that it it's not afraid to be a video game-ass video game where you'll collect yeah. some shoes and the shoes are like, oh, yeah, and your turret lasts five seconds longer. And it's like, all right, makes no sense, but I, I dig it. Like, I, I can dig use it, more five man, more seconds. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you yeah. say. And then also I got a legendary weapon and I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, here we go. Like this is yeah. I feel like this is where the game has started for me. I've like totally. put in like if I count my hours, right? Like I got eleven hours in the main game and then four hours in in the demo. And so like fifteen hours overall. Oh, I didn't even count and, my demo, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I, I'm probably like level eighteen. I forget what level I was when I played with you, but I'm probably yeah. a level troop or two past that now. Uh and I wanna keep going. I wanna keep playing. I'm Dude, I'm it, into it. It's definitely not the first game in a while, but it's definitely one of those games that is occupying my mind space where it is very much like, all right, can't wait to be done with work and I can't wait to do it. I saw Paris even tweet today, right? Like, you know, it's a good game where you're like, I could probably get in a mission before work or before this call or whatever. Yeah, like, I thought the same thing this morning. Yeah. I, over the weekend playing Ratchet and Clank, I kept having the thing of, man, I wish I could just play Outriders right now, but I am enjoying Ratchet and Clank. And so yeah. it was a great, great gaming and entertainment weekend for me too because I watched um, uh, Invincible and nice. Falcon and Winter Soldier. And so yeah. it was just a great time overall. But yeah, I couldn't stop gaming just because I was like, okay, once I get a little no bit tired of Outriders, I just roll in Ratchet yeah. and Clank. Once I get a little bit tired of that, I just roll into the other one. And, I, and when I toured approaching the end of last night when i was getting ready for bed i was like man i wish i could just keep gaming totally you know, i haven't had oh, that in a while i was I, again I, that kind of funny crew i was running with last night thank you all for your help like we started and we were together for like nine o'clock till 12 30 and it was that thing where 
at I, at eleven forty five, I was like, I looked at the trophies. I'm like, this is the final trophy. So if I just this end of the game's coming up, like I can probably push through and beat it with them. And did that thing, you know, where it's like, all right, it's getting late, but I'm gonna keep going. And uh, you know, did the giant battle, all this shit, all these ads. You get there, like cutscene of you opening the big doors, and I'm like, here we go, pay off to this trophy, and then we go into you know whatever the end game is for it. Mm-hmm. And it was literally like, all right, cool. And then they like open another door, and there's like a thing over there, like we got to go to that thing. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not gonna put in another three hours to that. I'm exhausted already. <laughs> we'll see what happens though. I'm very excited. And, yeah, like I said, way more tomorrow with me, blessing, Snowbike Mike. Khalif Adams, Joey Noel, Andy Cortez, all on the Kind of Funny Games cast review of Outriders. So look for that tomorrow. And then on you know, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Podcast Services Wednesday. Blessing? Greg. It's time for hashtag PS I love photo mode. This, of course, ladies and gentlemen, is where we give you a challenge. We say we all love photo mode. We all love taking screenshots with the create button on your PlayStation 5 or, you know, the old share button on your PlayStation 4. We're going to give you a game for you to go take photos in. You go and do it, and then you tweet them with the hashtag mode. We look through them. We pick runners-up and a winner. The winner gets nothing. The runners-up get the exact same prize, and it's talking about it here and showing it to you. Blessing, you picked It Takes Two two weeks ago. Who has won? Uh, so let's start off with a couple of the runner-ups. I'm going to start off with Nick, a.k.a. Roy, at I'm Roy Inc. on Twitter. Uh, they have this fun one. It's in the beehive in the game. Uh, it's it's the two main characters kind of standing back-to-back. The fun thing about It Takes Two is that since the game is split-screen, you kind of have to work around that to try and... Yeah, there's no photo mode, right? So it's just yeah. about actually like yeah, having fun with it. Just having having fun with it and having a good screenshot. Um, but the game is super, super beautiful. Uh, I know we've talked about this before, especially during the review, that the game just looks really good. It looks really polished, especially if you're playing on next-gen consoles. And yeah, like they they captured here. Nick captures here a really good moment in in within the. I don't know if I call say if this is within the hive or I guess it's within the tree in front of a hive. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good shot here. The lighting within the hive looks really cool and, and made for a really cool shot. And so shout out to Nick. Uh, I got another one here. Another runner up from Daniel Na- Navaroli on Twitter. Uh, they have one this. standing outside the tree the thing i like about this one is that you're getting two separate angles two separate shots in one uh on the, in the first one it's zoom zoomed out a little bit from the two main characters but they're standing on the on a tree tree branch tree branch together and then the second screen they're you're kind of looking up uh uh from like kind of from their from their feet upwards to the tree above them and both of them i think are both the shots that we get in these two in in these in this side by side uh i think are, are really cool angles make for a fun dynamic and then and then our winner is from connor knowles who i should shout out has been killing it on PSLF photo mode i think connor knowles is a name i I recognize and shows up often um they they figured it out though they got to one of the areas (laughs) in the game (laughs) they found one of the areas in the game that does actually get rid of the split screen and have both characters on the same screen at once and it is within uh, the clock level, if you recognize that, and it's a very beautiful level. Uh, a lot of good lighting here, and it's them standing on a on a glass surface uh, in front of the clock in the background. It looks really cool, really well lit, really good colors. You killed it, Connor. Beautiful, job. great job, Connor. Congratulations. Uh, I'm up next for the next week here, and so I'll, I'm going to be boring as I always am, and usually just pick the game I'm playing. I'm going with Outriders, and again, another game that doesn't have photo mode, so you have to be super crafty on it i've been doing a lot of screenshots i'm I'm very 
I'm happy with the face of my character. And then once in a great while, I'm happy with the outfit she's in. <laughs> Seeing as how you're totally at the whim of what has the best stats and how this is going. Why doesn't every fucking game have a transmog option? I do it's not ridiculous. know. It's a weird thing not for a game like this to ship with and not understand. But I think they also want the legendary you know, outfits you'll get eventually to matter. But I don't fucking care. I want to look like how I want to look. But Outriders is the, the challenge. Get out there. Does that it's, game have a photo mode? It does not, no. Damn. But Good I think you have a better shot at getting some cool shit of like things getting exploded and skeletons getting revealed. Mm. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be garbage. Let me know when you. I mean, if you if you have garbage screenshots, tweet the garbage screenshot with the hashtag PS I hate photo mode, and I'll see that. And, and we'll hashtag know. Starfield 2021. <laughs> I'm also. I'm just gonna type down here because I know we'll forget. Hashtag PS I hate photo mode good job, I don't know why good I job. That out. <laughs> yeah, yeah hashtags usually don't work with spaces but i'm glad you figured it out in the end <laughs> yes ladies and gentlemen that's another episode of ps i love you xoxo in the books blessing thank you for your time thanks for having me everybody go thank joey noel on twitter at joey noel for coming in to talk about ratchet and clank uh of course always pleasure to have her on the show she'll be on tomorrow was Gamescast, like I said. Uh, we will be reviewing Outriders, so come be a part of that. Uh, of course, you can be a part of PS I Love You XOXO each and every week. YouTube.com slash games, RoosterTeeth.com, podcast services around the globe to pick up the show. But hey, that'll have ads. Hey, that won't have the post show we're about to do. If you want that content, along with the ability to write in, along with the ability to watch live like Joshy G, Demetrius Newell, Slightly Door. Go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can ask your questions. You can be on the show. You can, of course, uh, write in. You uh, can do all that stuff. Get it free. You know, all the stuff I just said. Then they got the ads. You know what I'm saying. No ads. I mean, pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Outriders. Uh, that's right. you know? You're doing Outriders. Yeah, exactly. I'm outriding out. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got a post show to do over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>